PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Diso. Yeah, episode 304 of Cinema Crespo Diso is now. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. We're chilling in the Crespo Diso studio. Your current threat level as of five hours ago, goodness gracious, is Seashell. Current threat level is Seashell. Question your feeble apologies. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm hanging out with Drew Sagagra and Drew. What up, Chris? How you doing, Drew? Doing, man. Had a, what? had a long, funky weekend filled with old friends. A long, funk-filled friend weekend? Hey, Chris, are you aware that the Germans have over a million people living on Mars right now? That's some of the wacky bullshit my friend told me this weekend. Oh, right. Really? Dude, he's gone off the deep end. Not as a joke? No, like he's... So, we've alluded to his brother on the show. Yes, we've alluded to the sneaky Crimson Tide. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, he's kind of, like, fallen into some of those, like, wacky leftist conspiracies so what you're saying his brother is, did. So, what you're saying is mental illness runs in the family. Yes. Uh, yes. Very much so. And he kind of got, got a little drunk a little journey about it, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. It was fun. Ladies and gentlemen. So, Chris, remember, like, a, there's at least a million Germans living on Mars right now, just so you guys know. There's a million Germans living on, on, yes. the, on the dark side of the Mars. Uh, that's your Dr. Drew's two cents. Thank yep. you for those two cents yeah, on, the, on the secret German population yep. on, Mars. on Mars. We have a returning guest from the Swervy Jones show, ladies and gentlemen. It's Crystal with a K. What's yeah. up, guys? How you doing, Crystal? Thank, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, did you know about these uh, Martian Germans? German Martians German or Martians. Martians? German Martians? I'm German wondering Martians. if there's like a city somewhere called Mars, whatever state, and people are like, maybe he's thinking of that. Yeah, maybe he's just oh, thinking no, no, of... No, 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 no. He's totally talking like the the planet Mars. Like, we're talking like interplanetary society. Like, we're already there, apparently. Wow. Like, like the, the, the higher ups, you know, the... Basically, the Illuminati. I mean, he didn't say it, but that's basically like the forces that control the Earth already know about the, intergalactic. The blah, forces, blah, blah. quote the forces. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when people talk uh-huh. about quote the forces, uh-huh. that's you when you know they're fucking just chucking out their ass. Yeah, but no, it's not just that. The forces at work, you know, there's oh, that is Jews. Mm-hmm. It's always it's <laughs> the way it is. All these things are always anti-Semitic. Uh, a majority of conspiracy theories, like there's a million Germans on Mars, have uh, some sort of root in uh, anti-Semitism. Wow. Sure. The whole idea of um, that Egyptians couldn't have built the pyramids, that yeah. they're too perfect, that uh, had, it must have been aliens, it must have been this, it must yeah. have been that. That is, uh, those are inherently racist yeah. um, conspiracy theories because they're just saying, oh, those old brown people couldn't have built there's this There's no stuff. way! There, there's not a single white to be seen. There's no <laughs> way. So. I think the conspiracy theory about the FEMA death trains also has to do with Jews. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. They're all... FEMA like, death and, trains, that sounds a lot like Nazi all death the, trains to Yeah, me. I took a picture one time of a train just at a train track and somebody was like, that's a FEMA death train. Like you're a no you're cool. you're a, a deluded person. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's good to be able to at least know who our 
in your circle is crazy. It's good yes. to know. No, exactly. And I, it's I, good to I know. learned that there's yeah. one more of them in mine. Yeah, you figure out there's <laughs> one more in yours. Um, there's, uh, yeah, you learn who the men's rights activists are and whatnot. You're like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, yeah, yeah. So anti-Semitism is at the root of a lot of that stuff. The Martian, the, the Martian Germans. German, German Martians. Martians. German Martians. Heil to the German Martians. <laughs> We're, uh, are we on their side? Are no. they on our side? What's their, well, right. what's their end game? Apparently, Matt's in on it because he works for Siemens, and Siemens is a German company. So Siemens must know because they're the biggest German company in the world. So they, they must be. Wow, he's really producing. Deep in all, it. Oh, wow. dude, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Matt's in on it, but maybe he doesn't know he's in on it. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're part of a conspiracy, conspiracy so large, not every cog knows. Yeah, exactly. That's part of a conspiracy. Yep. You got to yep. be able. It's like the Joker has each person uh-huh. killing the next person in the line during the bank heist. Um. All right, so if, uh, hit us with your favorite conspiracies on Twitter at Chris Bediso with the hashtag uh, f- fake news. <laughs> I'm, I, that, hashtag that, that hashtag alternative facts. That won't get, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't lose your tweets in those hashtags. There's no way those are being used at this point. <laughs> so we'll, we'll use them right now. Yeah. Hashtag fake news, hashtag alternative facts for your favorite conspiracy theories at mm-hmm. Chris Bediso. I'm just glad it's not a flat earther. How do you know he's not? <laughs> I know. We, 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 we did talk. you just straight up ask him? No, I I kind of alluded. Did to you go, Senor? Are you are you, not a, are you are you not a flat earther? Yeah. My mom still that... thinks space was filmed in a desert. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's perfect looking for. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, my favorite conspiracy. I've said this on the show before. Well, of course, as we all know, Crystal, as you know, a bedrock principle of podcasting is repeating yourself over so, and over and over, and over. Uh, Stanley Kubrick is uh, tied I like into, this one too yeah that's a good one it, he's tied into a conspiracy theory where it, not that the moon landing was faked it wasn't fake they really did it but okay. they faked the footage because, because they, they, they weren't sure about how it was going to work. It was the first time broadcasting a TV yeah. signal from that far away. So they had a backup plan just in case ha- the mission goes through. Or even what if the mission yeah. failed, yeah. they can cover but, it up. But they, ha- but they had to prove it. Like, no one, if we just said we went to the moon without, like, a picture or Nobody video. Right. Exactly. No one would have believed it. Yes. So there had to be the video proof. And Stanley Kubrick at the time was working with NASA to make 2001 A Space Odyssey. And they were giving him unprecedented access to R&D. So he could like uh, have replicas of spaceships that didn't exist yet. Well, and, and ideas that they were working on. Mm-hmm. So so he could properly portray the future, the, future. the possible future. Yeah. And uh, he was making this movie 67, 68. The moon landing was uh, 69, mm-hmm. 68, 69. And 69, summer of 69. And uh, it all was right around the same time. And then uh, afterwards... Um, NASA made him uh, special lenses for his cameras so he can make another movie, Barry wow. Lyndon, that was uh, everything shot with natural like candlelight and stuff. Yeah. So he needed brand new lenses. So he went to NASA and NASA did it. Why would NASA? He wasn't even, he was living in England at yeah. the time. Why would NASA do that? <laughs> I want to run that one by my mom now. Right? She thinks it's all fake. <laughs> oh, it's a goodness. good one. I bet she adapts that. And then, no. that, and then that is why people are thinking that the landing was fake because they look at the footage but like look the shadows no. this or that this doesn't look like it's real because it's all shot on a studio yeah. somewhere yeah. the footage is faked we did go to the moon we did go to the moon we there's uh, we left a bunch of Junk trash up, up there, there. <laughs> yeah just like you typical still see humans it. yeah yeah we're idiots just leaving crap wherever we go yep. when james cameron went to the bottom of the marianas trench he in a submarine he used weights to keep him down he there he left his weights and then he has to release the weights yeah. to like ballast weights to then raise back to the surface so which he means just, he left he the weights litter. down there so, so he, just, he gets down to the Marianas Trench <laughs> he just litters he sees oh look it's pristine there's nothing down here let me leave two weights <laughs> <laughs> idiot millionaire idiot 
Well, I mean, he is making three more avatars, so maybe he has lost his fucking. That's eh, possible. Yeah, uh, they're making avatars two through forty-six apparently, yeah. <laughs> all at the same time. They are. Yep. Uh, Sigourney you know, Weaver also but that's, but that's good Chris because if they run into production problems that delays them all it does delay them all <laughs> yeah there's no way that can backfire when they all hit shit the bed at the same time uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, in some sort of interview came out recently and was like kind of slamming um, the Avatar crew overall not like slamming them but saying that Here's another example of someone, i.e. James Cameron, using the same crew over and over that he's built over the years. Problem is, he's built himself a largely white male crew. So Sigourney Weaver is on this set in 2018 looking around like, where are all the women at? Where Where are the color people? Where's all the opportunities? How come there are still no opportunities? So she's like, the the filmmaker that helped make her what she is and is putting her in these movies, she's still like, what the fuck, guys? Come on, like, get your shit together. When is that Avatar coming out? Next Christmas. (laughs) Christmas 2019. Sometime, eventually. No, Christmas 2019 is Avatar 2. Christmas... 2020 is Avatar 3. They're going to be able to pull another one off in a year? They no, well, filmed... No, this, is, this, is, this is what they did. They filmed 2, 3, and 4... All at the same time. All at the same time. <laughs> and then in post-production, they finished them. Uh, and then they released them one year at a time. But they're going to do 2 and 3 first, see how the public receives them before they bother finishing 4 and see if they want to continue with 5, 6, and 7. James Cameron once said that he could conceivably spend the rest of his career just making Avatar sequels. Wow. That's how many ideas he has. So consider this. Avatar, it's like the first one. It's a whole new world, right? We're a whole new world. Yeah. And, uh, Dances with Smurfs. Dances with Smurfs. So we're seeing the Smurf tribe, mm-hmm. okay? And the tree and all that. That is like, say, someone made a movie about Earth. Like, this is a movie about Earth. Yeah. And, That's like and then won. And <laughs> then they just filmed uh, a, a movie that, that took place in Dallas, Texas. And, like, this is Earth. And now Earth 2, the second movie, is going to sh- take place in, like... Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Earth 3 will take place in Australia. Yeah. Earth 4 will take place underwater. So it's like Avatar is this world. We've yeah, only seen the smallest no, exactly. little section of we've, it. We've seen like a country in yes. one skirmish on and, this entire planet. And Cameron wants to flesh this whole thing out with this gigantic thing. But the thing is, nobody cares. Yep. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't know. It, it, Disney, I think, revamped the interest because, because of Pandora. You can't move when you're in Pandora. I it's even, shoulder to shoulder people. It's been over for like two years now, isn't it? Yeah. And it's still like that? It's amazing. It's incredible. It is it? though. The detail that they put into it. I read about it. I haven't seen any of it but I read about how they did some of the rides and the, the bioluminescence and yeah. all that stuff and the uh, the technology you put into those. You have to go at night if you ever go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what they say. Theme parks are always best at night, which is yeah. a real bummer when the sun goes during the summer. The sun goes down not until like eight o'clock at no. night. Yeah. Um, the Jaws ride at Universal, the original Jaws mm-hmm. ride at night. There's fire. First of all, there's fire involved, <laughs> right. uh, which is like, whoa, this is incredible. And then second, the whole idea of the ride is that like you're on a boat and there's a shark out there and it's kind of stalking it's really, you. Really, it's scary. At when night. it's at night, you're like, oh, I, I can't, can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't see the, the 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 shark just under the water surface waiting to pop no. out at you because it's there. It's yeah, right, it's right there. there. And during the day, when the sun hits it just right, like, oh look, there's the shark. Hey, it's Jaws. I can see so here we go. It's about it's to gone. pop up. I'm a bum bum by it too. Yeah. <sighs> what's it? What's there now? It's... Harry Potter. Yeah. What's there now? Yeah. Harry Potter. fucking Potter. Everywhere. Huh? Apparently, Universal was kind of like financially, yeah, like, oh, we don't know what to do. We're struggling. And then the Harry Potter opportunity came along. Don't have to worry about it. Because Disney anymore. said no. Oh. <laughs> yep. 
they went to Disney first. Disney said no. Uh, also, part of the reason was because uh, yeah. J.K. Rowling said, I want full control of I was everything. about to say, it's not a Disney property. Yes. And they, they would have had to relinquish something, and Disney does not do that. Which yeah. is then why, when Harry Potter became such a huge hit, and it turned Universal around, and now they have yeah. money to work with and to invest in uh, Nintendo yes. Land. Yeah. Right? And uh, The Simpsons, they also struck yeah. that Simpsons deal. So Universal's like, we will now strike deals to bring in properties that aren't, quote, Universal. Yeah. Disney sees them doing that. <laughs> Maybe we should do that too. Fuck. So they struck we the Avatar out. deal yeah. with Fox. And then they bought Fox. Yeah. <laughs> everything. And then they All bought, of it. Actually, they just bought everything. Yeah. So now they own Avatar. Yeah. So now it's no longer an outside property. Nope. They can continue investing yep. in it. And Star Wars Land. You think yeah. Avatar is shoulder to shoulder. When they open that Galaxy Edge over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney won't even be walkable for the no. next, like, five years. They've blocked yeah. out a good majority of the pass holders from it, though. They're trying to... I w- Do not be surprised if within, I don't know, 10, 15 years, the idea of pass holders Gone. is like a thing of the past. Yeah. Yeah. People be telling stories to future generations. I remember when I used to be able to go to Disney like, two times a week. <laughs> yeah, I used to... I, like, I one time I spent $500, and then I could go to Disney pretty much whenever I wanted. Yeah. You still have to explain blackout yeah. dates. <laughs> so many people complain about the cost, but if you think about it, so As we're d- spending like 700 bucks to be able to go. People spend 700 in one fucking day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, or or, or in us. just a one weekend. They do yeah. not need us. Yes, they do not need 100% us. Hundred percent accurate. They only need us to fill their ten dollar an hour jobs. Yeah. Exactly, or just fodder for the machine. Well, that and the annual pass keeps people in the park during the off season too. But like the, when it's not, there's no off season. There's no anymore. more off season yeah. anymore. There used to be. Yeah. I mean, it used to be you could go and ride everything in one day mm-hmm. and. No, fuck that. Apparently, <laughs> if you go to Halloween Horror Nights on Halloween night, the place is empty. Yeah, you can you can do yeah. all of the houses, which is like, well, duh, it seems like the best time to go, but no one goes. You got to go. This is the first year I didn't go, and I'm pretty bummed. You should have gone on Halloween night. Um, the Disney, the, they're just gonna keep raising the price, mm-hmm. and they're gonna figure out that sweet spot of uh, a super high price point that freezes out enough families that they can control the parks, they can yep. control exactly. the crowds. They want less people. They need that spend less more people. Money. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, but they can keep if they find people, they find that price point where it's like our parks are still operating at like seventy five percent capacity, and we're still making the same amount of money as we were making before at one hundred percent. I mean that's just capitalism. But since they haven't gotten to that point yet. Disneyland, you know what they're doing out there? Well, it's, a, it's a much smaller park. It is, But yeah. they're also opening a Star Wars Galaxy equivalent out there. Um, to anticip- In anticipation of the crowd, uh, they are taking away benches, planters. Really? Yes, no. not necessarily to like... They're not trying to discourage people from sitting and stuff. They just need more room for people to actually be in the park. <laughs> yes, because also the way Disneyland was built so haphazardly, uh, you have to like cross through Main Street in weird ways to yeah. get to different parts and where Star Wars is being built now it's just going to cause an even worse bottleneck and they know it so they're like we have to get rid of shit now yeah. just for the flow of people it's going That's to crazy. be insane it's going to be insane I haven't been to a theme park in a very long time four or five years yeah it's been a while since we've been it's been a while since <laughs> we've been to a theme park I have been since Diagon Alley has been open uh, yeah. but I haven't but it was still early enough where the Green Gringotts Spank ride mm-hmm. the wait was still like three yes hours. it was it was still yeah. an epic wait oh, I, oh I waited like almost three I, hours for it I, I, I remember that I don't, I'm not into waiting that was a good day at the theme parks oh that was one day yeah that was a fun day it was a short day but it was a fun day <laughs> I went back and it was still terrible I had a great like, day that uh, day uh, uh, wait wise and um, but I have I think the longest I waited I'll wait up to an hour for that's, a new ride. That's not bad. It's for not a new bad. ride. For a new ride, I'll wait up to an hour. Yeah. But that means I'm getting there like first thing in the morning or yeah. it's later in the day. 
Uh, like the Transformers ride, I think I waited maybe half an hour for it. I think I waited 90 minutes for it. But yeah. it was op- it was around opening. Yeah, exactly. It was a yeah. brand new ride. People were excited for it. And it's a cool ride. I like that style of ride. But like, I wouldn't want to wait more than... When for I ride for those, our first time, I wouldn't want to wait more than 45 minutes or something. I'm like more that. interested in how the ride works. So I'll take my glasses off and I'm like looking around sure, how the yes. cars operate. I love that stuff like, too. Yeah. yeah. Or when they introduce uh, physical elements like heat or whatever to yeah. simulate mm-hmm. fire. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, the, see, that's one of my favorite things about that uh, that shitty mummy roller coaster. Yes. Is <laughs> at one point in time, like right before it all begins, it's like you look <laughs> up and there's this giant fire. ball it's of so fucking great. fire well, and you can feel the heat on yeah. your face. And I'm like, yeah. Yes! Well, what, is, what it is, the way it's turns on you're pretty much underneath a broiler yeah no exactly <laughs> or a salamander yeah it just <sighs> if you had cheese on your head you'd turn into a nice uh, uh french onion soup yeah. before it drops you down it was off i, I always it. tell everyone look up at that point yeah, yeah no i no always does i always yeah. stare at it it's, it's like, like I said, it's, my, it's my favorite part of that ride this is like there's a legitimate fire above yeah us. this is not a this is awesome it's not a special effect um yeah it's, i like when they do things like that i like in the transformers ride where there's a couple moments where it like slows down into slow motion yeah it's like what the ride's in slow motion <laughs> it's so cinematic <laughs> and then i'm like oh yeah i'm high that's right this is cool. oh that's what it is that's why this is cool yeah. i'm bummed that the terminator ride is gone Not really oh, it about was so good the funk uh rides it was so yeah. cool and they spent so much money on it and yes it was like a $50 million, uh, the film itself, it's like a 10-minute movie, 10-minute long movie. It's $50 million to make, starring wow. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and all Eddie the, Furlong. Yeah, all of the whole, the whole band got back the together for it. The band yeah. got back together, directed by James Cameron. And um, then the theater itself that they had, the presentation was yeah. in, that cost them another 50 or $60 million to make. What are they putting in there? Um, they haven't announced yet, have they? No. Because the Fast and Furious ride went in where the... Earthquake slash disaster ride was. Yeah. yeah, next to the Beetlejuice thing. Right around Professor there, Walken. Professor Walken. He was like, oh, yeah. with, with a disaster studios. Fucking Walken Graham. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a hologram. <laughs> so now I'm a hologram. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was actually really it good. It was awesome. <laughs> that was a pretty cool part of the ride. That's uh, part of the whole ride. And then apparently the new Fast and Furious ride is... Straight trash. Oh really? Yes. No oh, one. I'm not even oh, that's a shame. I've heard that. No one likes it. It I is know. pure garbage. That's a shame. They spent a lot of money on that shit. Yes, they did. So it'll be changed again in five years yeah. or so. Uh, I think it's it's a universal property, and they describe it as something like high octane, or which is why I thought it was gonna be like a Fast and Furious thing, because they describe it as no. you know. But then they already did it over there, so I don't know what it's going to be. That theater had, for the Terminator uh, film, which was in 3D, T2 3D, it had five 70 millimeter film projectors running simultaneously throughout the day for every screening. Wow. Which is why, even though it was made in 1994, it has better 3D than 3D movies that come out today. Yeah. Because it's like five projectors shown at once. You're, you're getting so much visual information on the screen, it's wild. Um, anyway, so we'll pour one out for the homies, all our dead rides. Oh, not on the equipment, Drew, Jesus Christ. And, uh, but so you got lifetime warranties and all this stuff, right? No. Right? No. Right? We have a failing Patreon that's not giving <laughs> us any money to, to replace any of this equipment is what we have. Ah. Um, so shout outs to all the dead rides, but yeah. hopefully the new ones will be good. Hopefully. Seriously. They probably won't be though. Oh, is that your phone? I think so. We get terrible. What's it called? RF yes. feedback. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just, it's, you know, like I said, failing Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the second half of the show. You know what? Let's start the show. Let me talk about some movies that I saw this weekend, real quick. 
I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Can you pull up the uh, box it. office? Yep. How much did Bohemian Rhapsody make? Oh, uh, Bohemian. It was actually the number one movie, Chris. Wow. $50 million. Wow. That's good. Yeah. It was on 4,000 screens. So, mm. very large opening. That's a wide release. Yeah. That's a very wide release. That's a long movie. Yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes. It's, uh, it's only 60% on the Rotten Tomatoes, but it, the, the audience score is 95. And so. what's the average rating? 6.1. Mm, yeah okay well I gotta say I knew that the reviews for this movie weren't like I knew they weren't bad yeah but they weren't but necessarily that good that they weren't like no one's raving about it no. so I think that helped because my expectations were then in check <laughs> and then I'm a big Queen fan yeah I'm gonna tell you right maybe Everybody loves Queen maybe this matters not necessarily I mean like every every song that was in the movie I was like I love this fucking song um I like the movie quite the a bit. The preview had me hyped up. I thought it was a good preview because again, it's Queen. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's just a cool medley of Queen songs. Um, I was prepared. I'm a fan of Rami Malek from Mr. Robot yep. and all that stuff, right? So I'm prepared for that, and uh, I enjoyed it. I don't. I understand. I think okay, it does have its issues. First off, it's a biopic, right? Yeah. So it's like we've seen this. We've seen the Johnny Cash movie. We've mm-hmm. seen the the Ray Charles mm-hmm. movie. If you've seen those. We've seen the John C. Riley, Dewey Cox, yes. Walk Hard spoof <laughs> of these things. Now, when you make a movie in a genre that's already been spoofed like that, and then you just do the same things, you hit the same beats, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, we've been here before. What's new? So, in many ways, Bohemian Rhapsody is just taking the template, and it's just, all right, what's the band? The band is Queen. Who's the focus? It's Freddie Mercury. Go. Everything else is like, you know, yep. the same old, same old. So you got to, I think, already be a fan of the music. Another one that it reminded me of, Drew, that also I liked more than like the consensus. The James Brown movie, Get On Up. Yeah. Well, w- once again, like you said, it, it was it was same type of thing where it just kind of hit all the notes and it, blah, yep. blah, and it did its thing and it did it well, and but it, it followed the formula. And if it touched on also like these movies, like the Johnny Cash movie, the Ray Charles movie, where the, all these movies are made by people that want to venerate yeah. these and also by like family estates because mm-hmm. in order to get the rights to the music, you, you gotta got play to play ball yeah. with people, right? So they're like, okay, look, James Brown was a monster, but <laughs> don't show him be truly monstrous. Yes, don't show him beating women. Don't show him beating women. <laughs> you can show him maybe like yelling at a woman. Yeah, that's fine. You can allude to him cheating. Don't actually show him cheating. No. Um, you can show some of the other ugliness, right? Uh, uh, they showed some of it. Ray Charles, the same thing. It's like, listen, don't. You can allude to how he slept with... Well, he was a womanizer, but come on. He's Rachel. You got the wrong one, baby. Uh-huh, make sure that's in there, yeah. okay? Make sure uh-huh. that's in there. So in the same way, um, this one, it's like, okay. Uh, you got the whole Freddie Mercury sexuality thing? Yep. Where he's like... He, he, as he gets married and he has a woman in his life and then he's like I'm gay I, I, <laughs> no he's like I think I'm bisexual and she's yeah. like fuck no you're not you gay as shit <laughs> and um, and it's like you know the band has arguments but at the end of the day they're always still like we're queen yeah we're yeah. so great because the movie is also <laughs> produced very heavily by um, the three living but, members yeah. of queen of course you know they had a lot of input into the movie so uh it's sort of a hagiography in that it's like it's, it, we're venerating the, these guys. We're putting them up on a pedestal, and while we're going to show some of the problems, we're not going to get too deep into them. It's just surface level enough to make the movie work. Mm-hmm. That being said, Rami Malek does a great job. He's yeah. he's an amazing Freddie Mercury. I'm sure. Actually, the entire band is uh, they're Pretty, all they're good. They're all great in playing their individual parts. The music is fantastic, I obviously because it's Queen. I'm not sure. I thought they were. 
Um, cause a big deal. One of the ways Rami Malek got the part was that he like belted out some song in the audition room yeah. in front of them. He sang some songs and I was like, whoa. Um, but I don't know if I'm pretty sure they used the actual tracks. I think so. It's hard to tell. I mean, they, they, the quote lip singing, the acting, yeah. the, their performing of the music is just so well done. I they maybe they faked it. I don't know. Um, spoiler alert, uh, Freddie Mercury dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. No, here's the thing. Okay, so problems with the movie. Uh, a lot of the the AIDS stuff and the and all that comes late. Yeah. And it's I don't want to say it's brushed. It's not brushed over. It, it's focused on. But I feel like it could have been a little more centralized. Also, he his final relationship with this guy Jim Hutton. It was like a very integral relationship. It was yeah. like the last chunk of his life. Uh, that got relegated to maybe three scenes. Oh wow! And then title cards at the end. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Weird. And then, but that's the thing. So the movie's two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? So what do you choose to focus on and not focus on? No. So it's hard. That's a lot to cram in. It's a lot to cram in there. It feels like maybe this is a uh, a mini series. I don't know. Could have been. Maybe. No. But still, I liked it. Uh, and then, spoiler alert: the framing device of the movie is Live Aid. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, so it opens with them like getting ready to go out onto the stage, and, yeah. then, and then flashback to blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. to the band beginning. Back to Live Aid. Back. No, no, no. Uh, flashback to, and then it doesn't get back to Live Aid until the very end. And then where their performance? They perform. They do a. It was like a twenty minute set for songs. I don't. I want to check. I don't know if they did the full full thing, but they did like a twelve minute version of the set. Oh, they wow. pretty much just did the set. And so was, I was reading up on the music, yes. and it did include 11 previously unreleased recordings, five tracks from a 21-minute Live Aid performance in July 1985, which had never been released before. Wow, there you go. Yes, and it's them doing it. That mm-hmm. is so cool. Uh, by the end of the movie, I can tell when a movie, if the movie works, if it's working on me, it's working. If it's working, it's magic, it's mojo, it's working. And by the end of the movie, there were certain things here and there that were making me feel the feels. I was feeling the emotions. <laughs> and when the movie was over, I was like, I felt satisfied. So I got to say, I liked it quite a bit. If the average rating is like a 6 out of 10, I would personally go more of a 7 out of 10. Because I, I thought it was good. It's a little long. It's a little thin and formulaic. But... uh how are you going to cram it all in there? A question Freddie Mercury surely asked often, but he figured it out. Um, Man, yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good stuff. But I saw another movie. Yes, you did. What that, else? I saw another movie that... You, you, uh, whereas you're... Bohemian Rhapsody I enjoyed, and I think it's a movie that will be like, oh, yeah, that's a good movie. We enjoyed talking in the future. The other movie I saw... The number 19 movie of the week. The number 19 movie of the weekend. That made $964,000. That, o- that made less than a million dollars. But it's only in 311 theaters. So that's a limited release. So it's amazing it's even here, Drew. Yeah. Uh, you want to go see it tonight? I mean, I've kind of got some things I need to do uh, tonight. Got some <laughs> I've, I've got stuff. I've got... I, I actually have shit going on tomorrow. Drew's got shit going on tomorrow. Um, The number 19 movie of the weekend. Suspiria. Yeah. The Suspiria remake. Yes. From Luca Guadagnino, Italian filmmaker. Um, it's a remake of the 78 movie, Correct. Italian giallo yeah. horror film. Supernatural horror about a dance academy that's a front for a coven. Wow. Dakota Johnson, daughter of Don. Yep. And Melanie mm-hmm. Griffith. Yep. Granddaughter of Tippy Hedron. Uh, just three generations yeah, of, is nice. of actresses there. Uh... Man, another long one. Let me get the negatives out of the way. Another long one. Okay. Two hours and 30 minutes? Yeah. 
But when the movie starts, it doesn't even give you a title. It says, like, uh, production. And Luca Guadagnino Film Production presents, a st- like, a story in six acts and an epilogue. <laughs> and that's it. So, so that actually helps with yeah. the length of the movie. Because then it's like, here's act one. Okay. <laughs> and it says act one. And it has a title card. And then it plays. And then 20 minutes later, it's like act two. I'm like, oh, all right. If this is act two, then that means we must be about 20 minutes in. Yep. <laughs> act act four starts. I'm like, oh, okay. We're, we're down. We're halfway through the movie. We're like about an hour yeah. or so in. You don't have to like pull out your phone and look like, at your what time watch. Is it? Yeah. The, the movie is letting you know how much time is left. And okay. I actually really appreciate that. I think movies, if it's falling short of having like an actual countdown clock yeah. in the corner, I don't think we need that. <laughs> I like being alerted to how much time is actually going on in the movie. So it's six acts, pretty evenly divided. Dakota Johnson plays an American who goes to this dance academy in Germany. It's in the 70s. There's actually a whole other intro before that that sets all this shit up. I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> the meat of the movie is Dakota Johnson. That's the new dancer, the new protege. Tilda Swinton plays the the madam who's like in charge of the whole thing. That mm-hmm. everyone She's inspiring all her young dancers, all these young women. And uh, Dakota Johnson, just like her character, is just a dancing protege phenomenon that immediately... Uh, she's accepted and uh, like we're gonna build all this around you but really what's going on anyone who knows anything about horror movies there's this illicit undertones going on underneath <laughs> and uh, they're setting her up for something yeah they're setting yeah, her up. she's oblivious for a long time yes okay <laughs> she's just into the dance uh, but then other people around her some other people aren't oblivious so you know word uh, starts getting around and she's like I don't so yeah it, it takes to get out of it now the bad part of the movie is that it, since it's so long, it's also it takes its time and yeah. it's it's slow. It's a slower movie. So the first hour of the film, the first forty five minutes or hour, like set up. It's set up. It's uh, and it's a lot of like uh, long camera shots and and discussions and uh, a psychiatrist, old psychiatrist, talking about delusions, mm-hmm. how they're lies that tell you the truth, uh, like religion and stuff like that. And actually, I was like, oh, I was very fascinated by all what they were saying, so I was into it. Yeah. But it's another situation where, like Mandy, I can see people not being into it. Getting uh, two people <laughs> left. Yeah. Uh, the, these two dudes are sitting in front of me. About thirty minutes into the movie, got up and left. We're just like, yeah, not for me. Yeah, maybe thirty-four minutes. Like this is too slow. This isn't what we thought it was going to be, and they left. And then. Uh, 15 minutes later into the movie if they had stuck around I think they would have got sucked in because about 45 minutes an hour into the movie the first like actual real bit of horror happens (laughs) oh my god (laughs) this movie is fucking it's crazy the shit that happens in this movie is crazy and uh, I'll just say there's like (laughs) throughout the movie the violence and the horror, especially towards the end, keeps ramping. It keeps going. It ramps up so hard, and there's lots of broken bones. Ooh. First internal and then external. Yeah. There's lots of, um, not lots of, but there's efficient use of long curved hooks, metal Ooh. hooks. Yes, where it's just like, Ugh. like, oh, well, hopefully this will happen off screen. No, nope, on screen. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching this now. All right. There's. Um, now it's in the uh, okay, so he's an Italian filmmaker, Luca Guadagnino, and all of his movies have all been like ro- romance films. It mm-hmm. seems like, or with with psychological thriller elements to them, or you know that movie, Call Me by Your Name, Crystal. It came out last year. 
it was kind of popular, but although not really seen, just a lot of people knew yeah. about it. Yeah, it was like the the, the dude fucks a peach movie. Can you hear about that? There's, no, there's no. a scene where a dude fucks a peach. And Army Hammer's balls keep flopping out of his. Army Hammer's <laughs> has prodigious balls. Apparently, it's it's it, it takes place during the Great uh, Polo Shirt Shortage of 1983 yeah, Italy. Uh-huh. No one has a shirt in that movie. No one has a shirt, and his balls keep flopping out so much so <laughs> that they had to no, CG his balls out. No, seriously, they actually had to CG his nuts out of the movie <laughs> because they kept flopping out. They're so like, much. damn, his balls are too big. Um, he makes movies like this, right? Very another movie called I Am Love with Tilda Swinton, which is a very elaborate uh, kind of a costume drama. This is his first horror movie. Mm-hmm. I had no idea he had this in him. These things that um, that are in this movie are so. So fucked up, uh, but then he's an Italian filmmaker, so he's coming from the yeah. the Italian horror tradition of a giallo films, which inspired or is inspired by the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties American underground uh, bucket of blood movies, like Herschel Gordon Walker, yeah. where he made movies that were just like uh, they must have been sponsored by the corn syrup uh, makers <laughs> of America, yeah. you know, and also in conjunction with the the red dye producers <laughs> of of Texas or whatever, uh-huh. they were the conglomerates who made these films because so much blood I think those conglomerates are also behind Suspiria because the end of the movie it's like you know how in Kill Bill yeah uh, when people will lose limbs the amount of blood that spurts out it's just of them like, yeah. it's, like, it's like a pressurized hose and it's, a, it's and like it's, there's like a gallon bucket inside the arm where somehow the arm has more blood yes. than it ever should inside of it <laughs> yes right to comedic levels yeah you, you skip over horror you go to comedy the amount of blood in this movie you go from horror to comedy, back to horror, all the way back around to horror. <laughs> uh, but then it, it kind of ekes back into comedy. Yeah. Where like, I can't, you can't even. It's like why? But then something else happens. It's like no. <laughs> but then like oh my, god. oh my god, even more blood. The last. I don't want to say the last ten because there's, the, there's an epilogue, and the, and the epilogue is very much like the first hour of the movie, where it's just like, it's a slow paced, talky five minute ending, just kind of summing everything up to kind of send you sort of sum it up, but send you out the door, like pat you on the butt, yeah. like all right, now go be a good. good <laughs> uh, but but pretty much like the last twenty minutes of the movie is so batshit insane, and the things you see are so grotesque and. Out of this world, bonkers, crazy. Uh, but then there's also dancing. Yeah, no, I was about to say, but it's all a dance company. Wow. So like ballet, <laughs> there's, there's dancing. No, not ballet. Um, modern dance. Okay. I was actually interested in whether or not this is all modern dance, but it takes place in the '70s. Like, is this a '70s version of modern dance, or, or are they being still, anachronistic? Yeah. And and would like modern dance companies look at this and be like, oh, it takes place in '77, but they're doing things that it's like a very 2018. I don't know. That was just my my stoner <laughs> brain running off in a in a moment in the movie. Uh, but man, this movie is wild, wild, wild as fuck. Guys, makes me want to yeah. see it. Yes, no, no, I definitely want to. I'm see trying it. to express to people to see it. It's very art housey. Be prepared for stretches to possibly be bored if you're not into yeah. the story, if you're not into the characters. I was fortunately into the characters, so by the time like the shit hit the fan, you're was, invested. Oh my god! Also, <laughs> it it got its own long sharp hooks into me, and yeah. it dragged me <laughs> out of the, the room, and yeah. uh, it it stuck with me. And I was like, I was I went to bed that night, and I was like, man, I was fucked the movie. And then I woke up the next day, <laughs> like, and I was thinking about, fuck that movie's like, fucked up. I was like, man, it was wild. Wild movie, uh, so it got it. It got it good. Suspiria's got the goods. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the, the just the like the icing on the cake, the, the the exclamation point on the sentence, the whole of the original Suspiria is known for its part of it is known for its score, its soundtrack. 
by a band called Goblin. Yep. And Goblin is just the uh, the director of the movie, Dario Argento. It's like his band. And they did prog rock. Like, do, 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 yeah. very, mm-hmm. very 70s prog rock. Way European. before other people yes. were. Um, this score is done by Tom York. Oh, of course. So it's a, okay, it's gotcha. like, it's almost like the Radiohead album that we all wished Amnesiac was. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like Kid A was good, but after that, it's like, what the fuck? I guys? mean, did you ever listen to Tom York's solo album? Uh, I don't think I have, no. It was pretty good. Tom York is, well, it's him and Johnny Greenwood, but Tom okay. York is the one who's pushing for yeah. like, let's use different instruments. I'm tired of guitars. Yeah. This movie is very much like, did you see the original? Uh, I haven't seen the whole thing. Only okay. parts of it. I've seen. I'm wondering how it compares I've as far seen as the, the original. shock factor. Uh, the original is still, uh, but you also have to remember it's like for its time. Yeah, it, it was. was very shocking yeah. for its time. Guadagnino knows it's 2018. He needs to up the ante. And oh my god, he ups the ante. He takes that giallo buckets of blood thing and he goes crazy with it. Um, I've seen, I haven't seen the whole original. I, now I want to go back and, yeah. and revisit and watch it to see like what is from that movie and what is a creation of this one. But it is very like. Music heavy, atmospheric. When she walks into the the dance academy in the original, there's like high shots from above, and the ground is very elaborate, and so it's all very much about the uh, the look of the movie and the supernaturalness of it. This one is more about um, really getting under your skin and then um, exploding from without. So we. Uh, before we take a break, I want to run around the table here and talk about what you've been watching. So, Drew, since you haven't seen any movies, what you've been watching? Oh, been playing some Soul Calibur Six. <laughs> what <laughs> really? Uh, so back in the day in high school, me, me and my buddies used to play a lot of Soul Calibur. Yeah, uh, sure. Last week, uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, no, playing on the on the Xbox actually. Xbox. Okay. Um, but uh, la- early, like, beginning of this week, a buddy of mine got me back into it, uh, and then when I had you know my friends in town, mm-hmm. we went to the GameStop picked it up, started playing, and everybody just picked it up back over. Just like riding a bike, man. Even Matty J's back on that shit. Ridiculous. Yep. These kids. They're kids, these kids. Yep. You're, so, you're adults in your mid-30s so, playing Soul Calibur Yep, Soul Calibur 6. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that And then uh, had some downtime last night. John was... I asked him if there's anything he's been watching. You know, we were just kind of He was like, around. David Icke documentaries on YouTube about Lizardmen. No, uh, no, but he, apparently he's been keeping up on House of Cards, which I dropped like, oh, yeah, sure. forever yeah. ago. The new season's uh, out, right? New season's out. I watched the first three episodes of that. And? It's a lot. It's a lot like the original House of Cards. Sure. Uh, the problem is there's just no Kevin Spacey or Mahershala Ali. So He's like, gone too? Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> what, the, did he die with him? I don't think so. I, I can't I, remember what happened to his character. I don't know. Like I said, I, n- neither do I. So, I mean, it's, you know. Claire's the president now, yeah. and fucking because uh, that's how American democracy works. Yeah. When the president dies, uh, the wife takes over. Yeah, uh, or, or she elected. I think I, I think it was some sort of political foolery. I think she actually stole the election somehow, <laughs> like through some nonsense. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't really paying attention. Ridiculous. Um, but uh, I didn't see any Maharshala Ali. But uh, who was the uh, like the fixer? Whatever his guy was, Stamper. Doug Stamper. Stamper. Doug. I fucking I fucking love Doug, mm-hmm. and Doug's still in the show, so I just concentrated on him. And he's a fun character. It was. I mean, it was all right. He helps cover up murders and stuff. Exactly. So I mean, it's it's more, it's a lot more of the same, just you know, minus Kevin Spacey. Right. And unfortunately, 
I enjoyed Kevin Spacey talking, breaking that fourth wall and talking to me a lot more than I. Uh, Robin, Robin Wright Robin doing Wright. it. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel right with her it's for not whatever the same. reason. Yeah, uh, she's a Princess Bride. She's Princess Buttercup. Still, imagine if Princess Buttercup turned to the camera and be like, "This is Dread Power Roberts, but I'm over." That'd be kind of weird. Oh, interesting. How's the cards? First up, are you yeah. are you on your own? Then going to continue watching, or are you just going to leave it? No, I'm just going to leave no. it. <laughs> Scathing indictment no. of House of Cards, the series finale mm-hmm. season. No, I'm just yeah, mm. eh, fuck it. So you'd rather play Soul Calibur Six? Actually, I'd rather play Red Dead Redemption. Rather, yeah, nice. Red Dead but, Redemption, I mean, man. I mean, I've still got that, so I've been cracking that out. The game is. It's a lot slower than the first one. Okay. Um, and more. I don't know. It just it feels more like a Wild West experience than you're playing a Wild West game because right. the traveling kind of takes a while. And... I'm like an outsider looking in because I just watched Josh play it, oh. and all I hear is that fucking horse clippity cloppity well, everywhere like a, he's got to well, go. The, well, the yes. thing is, there's. Uh, yes. I mean, there are. Well, the, the... Feels like Monty Python. <laughs> well, no, like the, the world has gotten so much larger. Um, and in the beginning of the game, because it's an open world, obviously you want to explore, but things don't get unlocked until mm. later on in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, it takes you a while from get to place to place, and then once you finally do unlock, like the uh, the carriages for like fast traveling from thing to thing and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, like it's still there's just. You're on that horse a lot, and there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, luckily, they do have a lot of, uh, you know, like, random encounters to kind of fill the time. Sure, yeah. Um, and there's also a pretty good hunting mechanic, which uh, helps in the upgrading process yes. of your, like, satchels and what you can carry and things like that nature. Yeah, you can take, um, you can take different leathers to uh, or different hides well, to no, the leather here, maker, okay. and you can make different things based on what you give them. No, but here's the thing. Now there are uh, different quality of pelts, and you can only make things with perfect pelts oh. so so you gotta depends on how you kill it you gotta like shoot well, no. something in the head you can't buckshot something same thing too well here's the thing first you have to find an animal like what first you have to find the animal then you have to identify it uh and then once you identify one of them every time you see one around you'll have the have a little star system okay so first you got to find one that's the fir- perfect three stars and then you have to track it down, uh, and then you have to shoot it in the head and not in the pelt. Like you, can't, like, you don't want to kill a young one, or, oh, like, this one's sick. You don't want a rainy-filled no, ex- uh, ex- rabbit pelt. Exactly. So it's a lot more wow. in-depth. Uh, and that like I said, annoying, actually. <laughs> well, it, it really all depends on what you're looking for. I mean, you, you can still go and just, like, do all the missions. And yeah. Fucking keep, keep the game moving. Yeah. But there's plenty of room to literally just, like, get lost in that world and mm. just fucking fuck around. Okay. So I'm really I'm really enjoying all of those things. Okay, you know minus House of Cards. So so Raven review of Red Dead Redemption two still yeah following up on that one yeah. still into it. Soul, Soul Calibur six definitely hundred percent. If you up where I left off, if you're into it, yeah, no, exactly. If you ever played Soul Calibur, I mean I I played Soul Calibur one, two and four, mm. and they just keep getting crazier and crazier. Mm. So it's yeah, a lot sure. of fun. And then House of Cards is a man. Yeah. I mean if, I'll tell you what. Oh. <laughs> If you were Addendum. like into House of Cards mm-hmm. and you've watched it up to this point, yes, you might as well just fucking finish uh, it. Oh, <laughs> really? I guess so. Because it really is that a whole idea. Like, I, it's a, it's it's more of the same. Like I said, it's yeah. just minus. You know what though? I really wasn't even into the last like season that much. That the last season I, I watched out of obligation. Yeah. This one, especially if you're not even that into it. I'll just read the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> I might as well. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't. I was you know three hours deep and didn't see any Mahershala Ali. Come on, man! Ain't that Mahershala Ali? I love that motherfucker. I'm gonna go so. see that Green Book movie just for him. Damn straight. And Vigo, I like Vigo Mortensen. And there's a hey, more Italian guy in this movie. Hey, he's he's a very 
He's like the stereotypical Italian. Yeah, like, stereotypical almost 50s like, Italian. Almost like a racist stereotype. Yes, exactly. <laughs> almost like it is. Yeah, yeah interesting. But can the whites be racist against other whites? Yes, they can. <laughs> is, there, is there racism or is it more of a prejudice thing? I don't know. We'll see how Italian, how quote Italian he is in the movie. So, oh, Gabba Gagoo. Hey, oh, hey. Hey, oh, Baba the Bee. Crystal. What yes. You, what you watching? You watching anything? Doing anything? I am taking it back to like 2009. <gasps> nice. And I am re-binging Parks and Rec. Hey. Oh, there cool. we go. I just binged it for the first time in June. So it's not like I'm going back to 2009. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I that's mean, how much you liked it, huh? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Is it cool seeing Fat Pratt? I'm like channeling my inner Leslie Nope. And yeah. it's funny. I've heard somebody's told me before that they remind me or I, they remind you're me. you're nopish. Yes. Yes. So and it's funny because I just did a kaboom playground build, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things in the movie or in the show that they talk about is Leslie doing a kaboom playground build. That's hysterical. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. So yeah, it's it's neat to That's see. Good. Chris Pratt's transformation, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And then I was really well, all, disappointed. Well, on the show, all of a sudden, he's just like fit again. Yeah. It's like he's fit. Yeah. <laughs> like he went from drinking beer, lounging on the couch to looking like he had been Look at like the he, gym all day. Yeah, looking like uh, he's a movie star. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? That's hysterical. <laughs> Super disappointed in the last season, though. Yeah. Well, they like just gave up. They should have. Maybe they just went one season too long. Yeah. A lot of shows. I'd, they do that. I they mean, pulled a Lost, like, to me, because Lost is my other favorite yeah. show. And it was like, okay, they realized they were at the end, mm-hmm. and then they needed to cram it all and find a way to wrap it up really fast. Yeah, so it was like, uh, and then ends up being disappointing. No one's happy with it. It's right. hard to stick that landing, though. A lot of people don't like the Sopranos ending. No one likes a Dexter ending, apparently. No. Uh, very, very rarely do you get a Breaking Bad ending. Yeah, I was about to say, where everyone's like, you know what? No, yeah, that's it. Like Breaking Bad, kill. Yes, yeah. he, yes, he dies. Uh, loving his uh, equipment, uh-huh. alienated from his family, and yep. loving his meth life. You fucking monster! You goddamn monster! <laughs> I love you, Walter. It's a. We still love him. <laughs> yep. We still love him. That fucking Brian Cranston. Uh, Parks and Rec is a lot of fun. Um, did you watch? Uh, I feel like a lot of people watch that. Also, or into Thirty Rock. I had well, I've only seen maybe like one or two episodes of Thirty Rock on mm-hmm. TV back then. Okay, but I've never actually sat and watched it. I think you would because I mean, is it just the whole Tina Fey Amy Poehler connection? Why uh, they're yeah. forever like chained together? So <laughs> well, they have they have very similar comedy styles. Yeah, they do. Um, it just so happens to be that you know Tina Fey is just a little bit better at it. I think so. <laughs> I'm, I I like Polar, sure, but no, I mean, yeah, don't Faye, get me Faye, wrong. Faye is like, do not get me wrong. But if you're asking me, pretty to, much comedy to genius. choose between comedy the genius. two, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty much comedy genius. Yeah, yeah she's really good. Uh, Parks and Rec, cool. Rebinging yeah. that. I like movie wise. I just watched the first Purge. Oh, nice. For and time. I'm uh, yeah, right. I'm behind. But yeah, uh, I bought the Blu-ray without the, ever seeing it before. The um. I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one because, let me know what you think about this. I was expecting more, like, purge activities out in the wild, out in the city. And it, it, the whole movie is just, uh, like, a house invasion movie. Yeah. You know? So I was kind of like, uh, did, you, did you still like it? Or were you looking for purge stuff? I mean, I liked it because of the backstory, but mm. I have concerns about where they're going to go from here. I mean, I feel like... What's the point, right? We've seen it all at this point. What more can we really... What, what can I, they come up with? I gotta say, if you're inter- if you were interested, How about- uh, the second purge gives me what I wanted from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. going out into the city there's roaming gangs how do you survive this how mm-hmm. do people get through it the I mean and the Punisher surviving the whole thing and, so. and, and fake Punisher yeah. Frank Grillo <laughs> should have been the he's Punisher. My Punisher he's my Punisher hashtag not my, my hashtag my Punisher yeah. Frank Grillo's my Punisher hashtag Frank Grillo's my Punisher hashtag 
Grillo, no, sure, never mind. Anyway. I'll, I'll cut all that out. <laughs> the um, the third one, then also, it feels like it does a second one again, but with way more overt politics in yeah. it. Yeah. And it was like very ham fisted and corny, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. Uh, I like the second one, then I like the third one. Never saw the one that came out this summer. The that was the first that's purge. The first purge. That's yeah. what it's called. The first purge. Yeah. That's oh, what so you so you didn't see? I'm talking. So when you say you saw the first purge, that's what it's you didn't called. see the first purge. It's the movie. fourth. She saw the you movie, the first the purge. Yeah. But it goes to the beginning. I feel like that's uh, uh, all fault in titling. <laughs> it is right. Yeah. Should have been called like the purge colon uh, the beginning. Yeah, something like or, that. Or <laughs> or the purge colon uh, awakenings or something <laughs> or or the. The Purge colon. This is how it all started. Yeah. The fact they're coming out with a fifth one, though, I just I really well. Here's don't know. the thing: they're doing the TV show. That's the TV out. show is going the on TV right now, there. and apparently, from what I've heard, uh, th- like this mm-hmm. is the way they should have been doing the Purge from the beginning. Apparently, it's good. I'll have to check it out. I yeah. wanna, what's it on? What now? I keep forgetting. I'll check. I keep forgetting what network the Purge. I have a friend doing on. stunts on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's pretty that's, neat. That's very cool. He has a friend who edits uh, Impractical Jokers. Yep. So your friend is cooler. <laughs> he also used to edit American Pickers, and apparently the the dude Frank. Yeah, apparently he's a real asshole. He's a real asshole. Have, oh, I believe. That. And they have to edit around him, <laughs> which is now. So I watch American Pickers just to see how they edit around Frank. No. You see him open his mouth, and then it cuts to Mike. USA. USA. No. Characters welcome, uh, like Mister Robotnik. Uh, the new Sega show that's coming out next year. You hear about that? Yes, it is. It's a spinoff of Mister Robot. Wow. Called Mister Robotnik. Whereas Sonic realizes that him and Knuckles are the same person, yep. and then they're trying to uh, take over the world through, um, you know, financial hacker fraud. Yeah, it's gonna be a good show. It is. Mr. Robotnik, uh, Parks and Rec, and the first. Okay, there we go. I'm write that down. <laughs> and uh, have you seen the other purges? Yes. Okay. I have them all. How would you rank them? Rank them. Oh, don't make me do that. Rank them now. Do I it. would say. The first, the the purge. Thank the you. The very first movie. Thank you. Okay. The purge colon the <laughs> yeah. very first movie. That's a new title. Is that. my favorite. Okay. Because it introduced everything, and it was the most exciting at that point. It does have the benefit of having Ethan Hawke, which is like, yes. come on, and he who's only been getting better as he ages. He adds so much gravitas to anything he does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he lends his talents to something like the purge, it's like, oh, I believe in this in this character. How about the other two? The Purge, uh, Anarchy, and then the Purge, Electioneer. Rank them. Come on. Second, I would say Anarchy. Third, the the first Purge, the fourth okay. one. Okay. And then Election Year was my least favorite. Fuck that movie, man. Why was it so bad? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same dude who made the first three. Was well, so why is the third one so bad? Yeah, I don't, I, he, he probably just ran out. He probably he, he ran so, out of steam. Yeah, he ran out of steam. He ran out of ideas. He was just like, you know what? Sure, this is the next logical progression. He's like, screw subtlety when the. Yeah. In the opening, when it's like the smoky dark room of a white dude <laughs> yeah. and one white lady uh-huh. sitting around a table, you gotta acknowledge that white feminism. Yeah. When he's sitting around the table and uh, the senator's talking, it's like, we have to shut up that cunt fucking <laughs> senator. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> well, look, I know you don't like her, you're angry. Why you gotta be like so this fucking cunt bitch? Yep. Like all Just the dialogue nine. was like that. The yeah. later when the the kids were dressed up like the like the tutu with the crazy mask, yeah. and he was like, I'm gonna fuck you up, old man. Like, why is he like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We get it. You're you're angry and scary. I don't anything. So all right, the purges. The purge. Yeah, fun time on the purges. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, what I'm watching on top of the movies I saw. I finished up the Expanse season two. Pretty good. No, pretty good. Looking forward to season three being available on streaming. Very nice. And uh, Channel Zero, Dream Door. The Dream Door. It's oh. season four. So how's this one? 
good. Is it? Really good. Much better than the third season. Yeah, that's what you, and, and yeah. You said the last season kind of fell off a little Man, bit. Season three. I couldn't even get into it. No. And uh, I did watch all of season two. I would say I would. I liked it more than season two. Mm. I would go season one, season four, and then two, and then three for me is not even finished. So yeah. that obviously doesn't matter. One. It is the, 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 one of the main bad dudes, mm-hmm. uh, and the monster guys that's introduced like right at the end of the first season. Well, right in the first episode. And then he's throughout it. His name is Pretzel Jack. Mm-hmm. And he's Pretzel Jack because he can twist himself up all cort- contortionist style. And uh, man, they use that to great effect. Nice. It's weird to see a thing coming at you, and he's like flopping around, yeah. and then like he shoots him a couple of times, and then just like he flops backwards and like comes at you, he crab walks at you super <laughs> fast, and you're like, oh my god, you just keep shooting at him. It's like I generally had a couple of like chill moments, like yeah. oh, that's that's like that's weird. Like that is a scary image. Yeah. Some scary images. <laughs> I like it. That in movie, very creepy stuff, and uh, and then a weird story where. Um, it's funny. My brother is a, f- a few episodes behind me. He's watching it though. He, he watched one episode. And he's like, I bet you this happens. And then I remember thinking, Oh, I thought the same thing at the end of that episode. It's funny. And then he watched the second episode. Oh, I bet you this is going to happen. And I was like, Oh man, you really don't know, man. <laughs> it does go to some weird places. So then it's only a six episode. So yeah. by episode four, you're like, this is fucking bonkers. It really is wild. Um, my week the best entertainment I've seen has just been like the most disturbing shit. It's yeah. been Channel Zero and Suspiria. Yeah. Well, we know how Chris <sighs> likes to get his kicks. Yeah, one Apparently, of those weeks. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. It's been a, and oh, both Channel Zero also be prepared for violence. Yeah. Whoa, violence like whoa. Like I guess whoa. because it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Like whoa, whoa. Let's take a break. Okay. I got a couple things here for people to listen to. Uh, I have the Lady Raptastic review of Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not sure if she saw the right movie, though. You know what? I keep asking I'm never her sure movies. if she sees... If she's actually seen the movies, right? First off, she doesn't even get the title right. Yeah. So. No. Seriously, and sometimes I think she's just talking about something else completely different I like, feel like, at all times. I feel like with this one, she's just talking about like some people she knew. Yeah. Anyway. And then at the end, she says, like, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Uh, so here's your Lady Raptastic review of uh, the, the Queen movie. And then I'm going to play immediately after that Billy Dee's Death at the Movies. And then we'll come back with the second half of the show. Sounds great. All right, here we go. Hello, this <laughs> Oh, this letter of testing and I I've been drinking. I've been drinking. And this is a review of Clash of the T- No. Welcome back. No. Uh what is it? Queen, we will ro- Okay, I'm gonna start it over. Two, three, one. Hello, this is a letter of Tessic, and this is your review of Queen. We will rock you, starring uh, Teeth. The show opens with four gay men listening to the radio, laying on their carpets in the bedroom of their mother's house. And they said, we want, and they listened to Olivia Newton-John sing, I love you, I honestly love you. And they said, we want to be like that. Cut to the talent show in middle school, and they sing their first song, uh, uh, Eye of the Tiger. Then, a mu- it just so happens at that talent show, a uh, music producer is the father of one of their uh, bully arch nemesi, and he says, please come in and record a recording. Uh, I have a new song called We Will Rock You. And they said, this sounds stupid. We don't, this, the youth of America don't want this. 
and what and the man who who is the producer and also wrote the song got so mad he pulled out a vial full of AIDS and injected one of them and the other three ran away. The movie ends with a forty five minute uh capsule collection fashion show featuring uh the lead singer doing uh wedding dresses from the jc penny 1982 collection i give this movie four reba mcintyres because it's long but it's short it's thin but it's fat and all dies go to heaven this has been a lot of rap there is only one god and his name is death and there is only one thing we say to death. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on me. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? I finished up Castlevania this week, and it was dope. Major improvement over last season, and I dug that season quite a bit. Sadly, I didn't watch anything else this week except an episode of Legends of Tomorrow, aka the silliest and best thing on television, because I was working on Up a Stream and working in general. But dudes, I'm sorry. I pulled an Axel Rose on up a stream this week. I got nearly finished with my first deep dive episode and decided after mixing the audio, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I had to rewrite and re-record, and now I'm re-editing. Sorry to anyone who is looking forward to it. I'd rather disappoint you for a little while than release something I don't like. I know done is better than perfect, but not perfect is better than not good. I don't have to hit a home run, but getting on base would be nice. And remember, you can follow me all over the internet at I Love Blood on Twitter, at I Love Blood on Instagram, and if you want to check out my photography, at Billy D Snaps on Instagram. Well, back to shit. I do these and up a stream from the same place. Anyway, back to work. Stay cool, Billy D. back first off thank you billy d we appreciate it talking about the castlevania show you the man and uh working hard on the upper stream series we got a new series crystal our billy d's our homie and he does a show called the uh, upper stream where there's an episode out now uh, a halloween based episode where he's gonna do this twice a month roughly twice a month and when he finds movies that are online that he wants other people to see He's going to recommend them to people. It's called Up a Stream. It's on PFTV. They can see it on our website, PFTV. Uh, PFTmedia.com. Right there on the top. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a little more. That'll help. Actually, get, get, get some of that banana too. Some of that too, yeah. Some of that. can find you online. So, uh, at Antihero419, two places on the internet. or you. Uh, but I highly recommend following at Drewster Cogburn. Oh, on Twitter. It's not me, but they are much better at Twitter than I ever was. Drewster Cogburn, yes. At Drewster Cogburn is a fantastic Twitter follow. Um, I'm glad you got off Twitter and allowed this other person to take over. So am I. It was almost like it uh, It was meant to be. So bad at social media, this one over here, Drew Sikogren. I'm awful. But the, the fake Drew Sikogren <laughs> is really good. Yeah, your Twitter. I, I tagged you on a Twitter thing. I was like, oh, this is this account is not doing anything. I think I posted on Twitter last uh, maybe eight, nine, ten months ago. And don't you have two different Twitters? I, I do. I have a private one before I started all this yes. mess and then a public one. But I think I found that one first and I tagged. I was like, Here's this, this one's locked up and it's got no followers. <laughs> I guess she doesn't really use it. And then Trey retweeted my tweet with the proper like crystal 
SJS or whatever it is. Yeah, that's what it is on Twitter. Did you have another battery? Hell yeah. Motherfucker! That's how I roll! I don't have my, Come on! My tablet's Chris. at my parents' house. I forgot. I was a Boy Scout for a long time. Oh. Always be prepared. What's the Boy Scout model? Go! Be prepared. I thought there was a whole thing. No, that's just. The, the, the boys, there's, there, there is a whole thing, but you asked what the Boy Scout model oh, was. What's the oath? Ah, uh, what? A scout? No, wait. This guy's trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Yeah. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the scout law, to, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally wow. straight. Wow. Wow. wow! Boy Scouts in the house! <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Real, real hacky shows, like radio shows, have yeah. like symbols and stuff that they can hit. Yeah. I have my booze cup. Thank you, sir. I appreciate You're welcome. That. Oh, wow! Yeah. Still remembers the code. Boy Scouts, bro. He has a, um, a crystal. I'm going to blow his spot out here. Although he may he may break out, who knows? <coughs> he has um a binder of all his like badges and memorabilia, all all his wow. stuff from I do. He got hardcore. He got all the way up to almost Eagle Scout. Right? I was so I got I got all the merit badges required. Even had my Eagle Scout project planned and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then I got arrested for the third time. <laughs> and my troop was like, "You know what, and Drew? They yeah, you. they were like, you know what? That you are it. fucking done here, yeah. dude. You know what? We are a Christian organization. <laughs> they are. Too. And there's nothing Christian about. Well, you. no, and and I was not a single Christian thing about you. The great the great thing about it was too for <coughs> the longest period uh, I was actually my troop's chaplain. <laughs> See, I don't know shit about Boy Scouts now, yeah, but, but in five believe... years I might be saying something else. <laughs> but I don't believe yeah. in God. You may be. So... You may be because, that was a great point. because that is a great point. But the thing is with Boy Scouts, it provides, it does seriously good, provide no. some structure. It really, structure lessons, structure lessons and uh, in all reality. A lot of survival uh, stuff. Uh, like How be- to tie a rope. Being an Eagle Scout, uh, it ha- like in the beginning of like going for like college resumes and those first couple jobs when you're early in your 20s, it shows... It shows hard work and dedication. Really? It shows that you stuck with something for that long and yeah. you completed it. Because mo- most people do what I do. At a certain point in time, they get too old and either they fall out of it or they fuck up and they get thrown out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there. I mean, there are a lot of Eagle Scouts, but there are way more people who tried and failed. Looks good for a college resume. Yeah. Looks fantastic. And well, like I said... Boy Scout and volunteering. Actually, when you're a Boy Scout, they make you volunteer. Right? Anyway. So that yeah. you, you rack up those hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of colleges, they want you to have a couple hundred hours of volunteer work. I had like... Service. I even do Boy Scouts. My mom made sure I had, I don't know, two, three hundred goddamn hours of... See weird? I volunteer for fun. Like, I don't track it or anything. No. I don't... I mean, I just... <clears throat> this is when I was a teenager. Volunteering. Yeah. No concept of volunteering could ever be fun ever no. as a 16, 17-year-old. <laughs> no, no, no. I've so, I mean, My mom is just I like, agree. this is for you to go to college. I'm like, oh, fine. Now, as an adult, I have been actually researching stuff. So, like, where can I... What can I do? Because I, I do want to do something. Because I just... It's a way you know, to get your brand out there, too. It's a way to get your brand out there. I'm thinking more of, like, I just want to... Make the world a better place. <laughs> Someone's going to shit around. That's why I, I, just, I just need to do something. Yeah. I just need to do something. I'm going crazy. And podcasting's not enough. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, you can... It provides a good structure. I was a... Do you remember? Cub? Tiger? Uh-huh. Bear? Okay, so it goes... It starts off Tiger. It starts... Tiger's the baby one. Tiger's baby... Tig- tiger's are little babies running around. Uh, exactly. Like, stay out of the fire. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, really? that, then... Yeah. And that, and that, that's, yeah, when they make the s'mores, you know. That's Cub Scouts. So, so it goes Tiger... Uh, Bri- Bryce, right? Yes. Bryce uh, is eligible for Tiger, what, like four years? Four-year-olds? Like Four-year-olds? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So wow. t- Tiger, and then it's Wolf, Bear... Wolf, I forgot about Wolf, yes. Wolf, Bear, and then Weeblo. 
Weeblo is the one before Eagle. Yes, Weeblo is an acronym for Will Be Loyal Scouts. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea. This is hysterical. Uh, I got up the to... The things you learned. The things you learned. <laughs> I got up to the th- third one, I think. Okay, so bear. I got up the bear. I just got the bear, and then I moved from... I was living for a short time. Born in New York, but for a couple of years lived in Delaware. Newark, Delaware. Mm. A very small town. That's actually where the University of Delaware is. And, the, Crystal, this town is so small, it has a literal main street. And that's where the college is. That's where the Woolworths was with the <laughs> yeah. the, the diner, the counter. Yeah. Like, I'm old enough to have lived in a town that had a Woolworths. Where I yes. grew up, there's no red lights. So I don't know if yeah. you can talk to me about a small town. And, and, and by God for real Virginia yeah. and, and the realist of Bump Virginia. ass Virginia. That sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay. My town's a little bigger. We actually yeah. had a Main Street. We had a college. We had a Woolworths. Crystal, we had a Woolworths. That's crazy. Now, now I'm bragging about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a Wen- no, not a Wendy's, a Roy Rogers. Nice. That's my favorite. When I go to Virginia, yeah. I still stop at the Roy Rogers. They still exist. The Fixins Bar. They still exist. Yes, and the strawberry shortcake with the warm biscuit and the vanilla bean ice cream and the strawberries. You're saying things that like I don't even, I can't even fathom anymore. It's been so long since I've Virginia. stepped inside of Roy Rogers. Still in Virginia, mm-hmm. we got to take a road trip to Virginia okay. just to go to Roy Rogers. Sure. Do, have you ever, ever even been? Nope. Do you even know what we're talking about? Nope. It's a oh. chicken. Fast food chain. Chicken joint. Burgers and chicken. But done by, I don't know if it was done by him or if he was like George Foreman style, just face of the company. Yeah. The actor Roy Rogers. Yeah. So it's all cowboy themed. Yeah. But that was the chicken I grew up eating That's more cool. than KFC mm. or anything else. My aunt was a manager there. And as a kid, I'm talking like four to six years old. I'm making biscuits in the back. Yeah. Like yeah. roll the dough out and do the little circle thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Child labor laws be yep. damned. We got Crystal making biscuits. And now you're making biscuits of a different kind with Josh. Nice. And it's called Bryce. Mm-hmm. Made a little biscuit. <laughs> little biscuits. Little biscuit. Little biscuit. Little biscuit. Mm-hmm. You got to see the pictures on Instagram. One shot left. Yes, one shot left. I, I'm I'm into it. I'm not one of these curmudgeons. I'm into when my friends document their babies. Shout out to Sam who did that amazing uh, Christmas so five year oh. anniversary piece for us. Uh, she she's been putting pictures of her kid, uh, little Juniper. Juniper. Oh man, I love seeing like I. <laughs> I met this kid once. I don't care. I love seeing her grow up on Instagram. It's fantastic. Uh, one shot left yes. on Instagram. Twitter is like whatever. What, yeah. You're good on Instagram. And are, are you into people finding you on Facebook or what? How do you they feel about can. that? I mean, it, it is what it is. It is. I would prefer he, to be on only Instagram, but I mean, I'm on Facebook because of the show. Because of the show. Yeah. He will not friend anyone. He will not accept a friend request of anyone he has not met in real life. Mm-hmm. If, if I, I like if, to if do I that. haven't shaken yeah. your hand and like yeah. seen you face to face, then like I don't think I've friend requested you. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah. What's what what's really the point? But at this point, what is the point? Yeah, it's just so you can like each other's shit. Yeah, I was about social to say, media is a is a cesspool. Uh, I want to get I, off of I, it. I don't even post on social media. I would love yeah, he to get he actually off doesn't of post, it. He doesn't post nothing, actually. Yeah. You, right? I really would love to. But because of what we do, well, I if, feel like... Exactly. Yeah. If I'm not, like, getting tagged and all the blah, this and the blah, that, and yeah, yeah. like, I feel like I need to be... Just in case somebody does want to reach out. Like, I don't want to be like, well, fuck you. You got to make yourself available somehow. Yeah. Do you have to, though? I feel like I... Because of what we do, I feel like it's part of it. Off it. Like tied yeah. into it, it sucks. New media. I get yelled at by Swervy for not sharing everything, and I'm like, I, I just how can you even it's share? Posted seven times yes. in other places. Like, I how just, can you share everything? I, I try. Know. I try so hard. Uh, 
what I think I'm, I think my goal is going to be some sort of intern social media manager scenario where I can pass everything off like you handle all this yeah. stuff oh. uh, so I don't have to see it worry about it do it I can spend my time doing every, all the other things that I want to do because it is a lot of goddamn work to, to, to take an awesome picture of my Mandy Blu-ray uh, yeah. with my stickers and, and then, then put, put it all together it into an app yeah. and then make it into a grid picture and then I got to change all the ca- that took me like goddamn 20 minutes yeah <sighs> Yeah. Doesn't get nearly enough like creating though. all the events for the trivia stuff. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fortunately, now my current gig is not like um, can't really. Yeah, it's not really for public. It is. Yeah. I mean, the public. It's it open. is, but it's not. It, I mean, anyone can go to yeah. Rollins College and park on campus and go to Dave's Boathouse and get a burger. But why? Why would anyone do that? No. <laughs> you know, that's actually. I'm shocked when I see. Like, is that a family? <laughs> like, you must have just been here visiting. I guess. Uh, no, but, no, they're probably here visiting their. Yeah, and then I, just I took a week eat. off Facebook in August. Best thing I ever did. Wow. It, it oh, felt, felt good, right? so good. Um, when I went on a family cruise last year, was it no two years ago? Getting ready to do one here in a few weeks. Uh, I purposely did not get the internet package, yeah. so I could be like, nope, I'm dying. I don't off. get it. And then when I went to check in. They're like, and you guys are, oh, we, we randomly selected for the internet package. Here you go. You guys have internet. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so, like of course, I plugged in just so I could use, I was like, at least I can get more Spotify on here. It, yeah. it was such such bad internet. The last cruise I, I went on, I, did, I wanted to be completely disconnected. Yeah. And Trey and Swervy were like, no, you got to get the messaging feature so we can get a hold of each other. No. I paid the 10 fucking dollars to get it. I got maybe three messages God the whole damn time. It. You say, no, I'm on vacation. Yeah. No. Exactly. Fuck you guys. Swervy Trey, fuck you guys. Let Crystal go on vacation for crying out loud. You want to uh, know what I'm doing? I'll let you know when I get back. Yeah, exactly. What's so? I mean, you go on vacation all the time anyway. Taking photos yeah. of duty rivers all around the country. <laughs> Every. Are you ready for your river to be turned brown? Send Crystal there. <laughs> she will take photos. It's like uh, just is it just bad timing, bad luck. Chocolate milk everywhere uh-huh. you go. It's like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Um, man. All right. Well, follow the Instagram for sure. Find her on Facebook if you want. The yeah. Instagrams. For sure, listen to the Sorby Jones show. We're obviously, we're big fans of the show. We've done a lot of stuff together, a lot yeah. of crossover stuff. This is your second time on. I think Sorby's been on two or three times. Mm-hmm. Trey himself two or three times. Um, although it was a bit of a cheat. They were like on together at one point. <laughs> and then I had, it, actually, Trey's first time by himself was like his second or third visit. And I was like, come on, we got to get a solo <laughs> a solo Trey show in here. He is so integral now to our show, Drew, yeah, with exactly. the intro. Chris Crespo Radio Show. It stuck in my head. It's a great jingle. <laughs> He's got a serious talent for jingles. He does. Uh, so I'm glad to be able to be like his proof of concept <laughs> and uh, get that out there. I mean, I gave that to, I gave, I cut out four samples. The ones I kept using for my different yeah. intros. Because I, every time he did it, mm-hmm. I, I legit listened to those Sorby Jones shows. So every time that jingle came up, I mental note, come here. I cut it out. <laughs> I use it for my own shit. I have like five different versions on my computer. I sent them to uh, my homie Rob, who has this audio company, Akahan mm-hmm. Audio. com. He's the one behind the intro. Our new permanent theme music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I need a theme based on this. I gave him very minimal direction. I said, I need a theme based on this jingle. Turned out good. Turned out great. I was yeah. like, and I wanted to be synth wavy, uh, vapor wavy, cool, and about two minutes long. And he was like, bam, here you go. I was like, oh my God. Thank you. No edits, like first time he got it? Uh, you know what? He gave me, here's your first edit. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then he said, you know what? I forgot to add the toms. <laughs> <laughs> like, hang on. And they gave me a second yeah. edit. And I was like, this is even better. <laughs> this is so cool. And at first, when he said, oh, my God, I forgot to add the toms, I'll be like, 
I don't know. I, I already like this. You're going to add something else to it? What are you going to add? Are you going to, it's going to change it. What are you going to do? And then he added the toms, the drums. And yep. I was like, oh my God, it's so much better. Thank you. <laughs> Rob, you are a genius. This is why I paid you. Yeah. A lot of money. Yep. Low. It was low four figures. And, but the reason that, why. And that was the friends and family deal. It was a, first, wow. it was the friends and family deal, but it was also like. Last minute, I need this cranked out. He's a busy dude, award-winning he he sound producer, editor, I composer. Watched, I I follow both him and Akon Audio on Facebook, yeah. and he, every time he posts, it's like just one this, just one that. <laughs> it fucking, it I'm, on, I'm on this film festival now. Blah 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 blah. And it's like <laughs> you motherfucker. But it's always in like yes, but here, it's always in like the tone of like I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, no, exactly. Very well, genuine. Yeah, like, like he's yeah. very humble about it. It is yeah, but it's, so it's not a humble brag, but he's like humble no. about it. But he's, yeah. he's not humble bragging. He's just no. like legitimately. He's like, just like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, this is so cool. Like, I work on this thing and it's being nominated for stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's fantastic. So anyone who's looking for like audio work, music, stuff like that, ikahanaudio.com. Tell him Chris Crespo sent you. If you, I think if you give him enough of a heads up, enough time, he'll cut you a very good deal. Uh, my thing is, I was just like, dude, I need, I need this, this now. Please I need help. This and, like, my, my, did you listen to episode 300? My shit exploded. <laughs> Please help. My shit exploded and I need your helps. So, uh, thanks. Shouts, AconAudio.com. Um, up a stream. Also, we plugged that for Billy D. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. I have a few things here. I'm going to plug, um, first off the Patreon. It's failing. Uh, <laughs> oh right, yeah. Just an example. Okay. Here we go. Since we did the show last week, let's do the drum roll. Now, <laughs> new, new members, new Patreon members. Zero. There we go. I look today. Oh, you look today. Yeah. I check it every week to see if we've gained any more money. So what are your levels? It. Okay, we have five levels. Okay. Uh, level number one, it's uh, it costs one dollar. Okay. And for one dollar, you get access to all bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Level two is two dollars. Uh, the level one is called, um, and they all have different names. So level one is called producer. One, the, right. No, it's called. It's called. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's anyway, called, <laughs> it's called something shitty. And number, level two though is, um, uh, you get all access to everything. Okay. For two bucks. But at least you're not level one. You're better. No. You're better than yeah. level one. Yeah. Level three is um, three dollars. Associate producer, three dollars. You get access to everything, but you're you're, you're proving than, that you're better than two. And you're proving and that you can afford three dollars a month. Yeah. So you're better than those other two. Level four, you get access to everything, four dollars a month. But you're a straight producer, and you're like you're kind of flaunting your money. Like I can afford four <laughs> bucks a month. I'm that's how much better I am than these other lower levels. Level five, executive producer, you get access to everything for five bucks a month, and you also get input on what kind of shows we do, what episodes nice. we do. So if you want us to do a specific topic, so nothing that's breaking the bank. A dollar, up, it's a dollar a month. Yeah, it's a dollar a month. Up. One dollar. It's, it's a dollar all a month. If you pay five dollars a month, then you get to uh, you, you get to pretty much say what we do because that means you're an executive producer. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ron. He's our super our super patron. He pays more than five dollars a month, <gasps> so he can do uh, whatever the fuck he wants. Whatever he wants us to do, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, do it. Uh, uh, Thanks, Ron. I guess that means if he wants us to read his like erotic poetry, we do. In which but, we're but his we fan, his, his slash fic, which we've done before we've for done, free. Yeah, we've actually <laughs> read uh, Drew Sircogburn, mm-hmm. uh, uh slash erotic slash fiction on yeah. the show for free. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do it now for money. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's paying us to do it, so now we have to do it. So like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, Ron, if best. he sends it to us, we will read it. We love Ron. He's the best. Thank you, Ron. So here's the thing. Uh, uh, I've been actually wanting to say this, and this is for real. I've been wanting to say this since we announced the Patreon in episode 301. No, episode 300 I announced it. Um, 
but I can't. I honestly keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. So I wrote it down this time uh-huh. to remember. Uh, when we get to twenty patrons, yeah. when we get to twenty, uh, I will do a bonus episode where I tell the real behind the scenes story about Geektoberfest 2016. <gasps> Yo, people, guys, like, like I've been wanting to fucking discuss this fucking nonsense. She's and been like, wanting to talk about it in so many different ways. And I've and I've tried and it fucking failed every time because he just won't. I keep shutting him down. He won't budge. I keep he, shutting him down. Chris will not budge. Please. Because I'm waiting for, I've been 20, honestly. that's nothing. Please. You patrons. guys can do we it. We need 16 more people to sign up. We need 16 more dollars a month. 16, and Chris. 15, 15 or 16. And, and guys, you will. I think we need 15 people. You will learn some things. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell the whole story, which includes. All um, of it. The, the all lies. <laughs> the, uh, the riggery. The, the lie, all, all of the, the dirtiest, disgusting because details. I have, because I have no connection to um, Any of that stuff. the Demon Seed Radio yeah. people. Shout out to very nice people. They, oh, the reason they great. did it yeah. was as a partially, the reason I did it was partially was a benefit for Kevin, yeah. SBK. That was the point. Uh, but there's some behind the scenes fuckery. There's a, and then I was like going to tell that stuff on SBK's personal show, but then the editing, the audio on that failed. It yeah. fucked up because it's classic SBK. So uh, I still have like the realness. Yeah. I have the story, the real story. It includes, and we've got both, and we both have different points of views, literally. We had different points of views. We were, we were in different parts of the room. Uh, SBK was there. Matt was there. Cabin Boy was there. Uh, I, I, uh, our buddy Matt. Our buddy Matt. Uh, came, and I brought a- Angel a- Rivera was supposed to be there, but did, did not. not I'll up. talk about that. Shout out to Angel. I love you, DJ Angel. You're you're blowing up. You're the best. You're, you're living on top of the world. Yep. You weren't at no, Cape you, you weren't there, buddy. We were all expecting you. Yes, we were. were. So we'll talk about that. But we need 20 patrons at least. Yeah. Uh, it, has to be, it has to be worth it. Please, people. Because these are... I'm dropping bombshells. This is yeah. good stuff. This is... Oh, man. This is years in the making. Yeah, so... This is that dirt, dirt. Also, years in the making, Orlando Burger Odyssey will be debuting yeah. soon on the Patreon, where it's... we. Drew and I have been... We have... I, I gotta show you. We have a, a, a list of our, our grid, of our grading system. We've been trying mm-hmm. cheeseburgers at different establishments around town for about two and a half years now, three yep. years maybe. Yep. Some of these places <laughs> aren't even open anymore. And, uh, We've been scoring them. And we're still going and we're ranking them and we're going to do uh, a burger. Actually, Crystal, you're going to have to do an episode with us where <laughs> you go out, you try a burger, and then you come in and you rank them with us and you let us know how what do you think about the burger. Ooh. So the Orlando Burger Odyssey will also be on the mm-hmm. Patreon. That's going to be starting very, very soon. A lot of stuff. Okay, also other things I want to plug because why else do the people have me on these shows? Um, hard at work. We've had both of those guys on our show, yep. Nick and Matt. I did an episode of their show that comes out this Tuesday. I did an episode recently of DNA, Disclaimers Not Apologies, mm-hmm. which features Rye Perry and Rocky Soaker from What's the Fuss. And it's produced by Steve Vecchi. But it's not a PFT show. It's a whole Ew. thing on its own, on the side. I went in there, confronted them on their white privilege. Uh, it's fantastic. And um, last week, we did an episode of State of the Beer Union that's out yes, now. Uh, I gotta say, hard at work, DNA, State of the Beer Union, responsible for the best episodes that they've done of all three of those programs. So if you want your best work, you can book me. Hit me up, cinemacrespeaks.gmail.com. <laughs> I will come to your show and I'll grace you. It will be the... I will guarantee you two things. First off, it will be maybe not the best, top two or three best episodes we've ever done mm-hmm. by having me on the show because I, I have a proven track record. <laughs> and uh, number two, I also guarantee you that depending on the size of your show... The uh, bump in ratings will be neg- negligible at best. Yes, correct. So do not have me on expecting 
a boost in ratings. That won't happen. But do have me on expecting a great fucking time. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think Definitely cr- a good time. I think so. Uh, oh, downgrading me to good? Fair enough. Um, <laughs> great time. Oh, okay. We're back a up to fantastic the time. Oh, Ooh, hey. Even better. Hey, now you've been upgraded. We're getting even better. Uh, I do got to say, I think, man, I hate to say, first off, I thought my voicemails... Like, hit a natural end. I didn't know where to go with the voicemails on the Swervy Jones show. Because I did, like, four or five yeah. pretty much in a row. I'm like, man, I, I'm really afraid. I'm always afraid of, uh, despite my desire to be on every single podcast possible. I'm afraid of, like, you know, oversaturating. Oh, and I miss them. I know. Well, that's the thing. So, I got to a point where, like, I don't know what I can say that's, like, now I'm just repeating myself. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then, uh, I think it was you who made the joke about the Jerry Springer final thought, right? You guys were talking about yeah. that. So I was like, oh, I can do a, uh, like a final thought thing. So I did the Crespo Contemplations yeah. bit. But then, like, I thought of the bit, and I knew where I wanted to end with the with the Seinfeld joke, right? Mm-hmm. And then it hit so hard, and it, they were laughing so hard, that I was like, I can't top that now. I can't redo <laughs> Seinfeld. I can't redo it, because then it's not as funny. No. And then I can't think of anything funnier than that, because my comedic range is limited at best. So yes. I... I wish I, I would have known there was a Patreon when you were doing them. I mean, I know you said you just announced it for Oh, yeah, episodes, no, we just... we could have plugged it. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess... Oh, man. So <laughs> Do I, another one. But see, that's the thing. I don't want to then call in just to plug. That's no. what you got to have me on the show. That I think... Uh, yeah, you can just have to have we me... We do need to have you on Have again. me back in the show. I'll, back. I'll make the drive out to the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'll make Drew drive It's not me. that bad this time. It's... It's, it's not. It's as not really bad. as bad. It's not uh, it's going at the Swerbies and the sugar sand and the and the, all that yep. stuff and the rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's man, it's still a bit of a drive out there. Drew, yeah, come on, Drew, you gotta come with me this time. Maybe, I mean, it all depends on when. Friday nights. Yeah, it's always a Friday night. I know, but what you're doing in your life at that time. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Let's do it soon while we'll this guy still has like a, a open schedule. Some free times right now. He has now. a bit of an yeah. open schedule. We'll we'll talk. I'll about make Trey like, schedule you. There we go. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. We gotta make this happen, Trey. So yes, have me on so we can do another uh, like amazing episode of the Swervy Jones Show, courtesy of the Crespity So Bump. Which is, a, which is purely a creative bump. That's also what he calls his penis. And not a fed- <laughs> yeah, it's the Crespity So Bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a. Yep. <laughs> One of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I plug that, plug that, plug that. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Good. True. I think I sent you an email. Yep. And it's from... Our executive producer, Ron. Hey! Woo! All right. Our big man, Ron. We love Ron. Uh, I just wanted to say that I enjoy Thor's torso dance in Bad Time at the El Royale. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. He ain't even my type, but he's got me wanting to dimp, dip into the twink side. Stop. Wait. Twink side? He's on the twinks. He thinks he... Thor's a twink? Apparently. Thor is fucking like six foot four... Apparently, he, Ron likes his boys big. Thor does not fit my definition of a twink. He is not a twink, no. Ron. Well, Ron is a big boy. He is a big boy. Does Ron think he could hold down Thor and just, like, take him? I'm pretty sure he does. God damn it, Ron. You're a monster. <laughs> He'll be small. He's like, I will I will turn Thor into a twink. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I just broke 90 in the Crespo hundo. Yeah, I wonder how did. everyone else is doing. Oh, I think I think we were doing good. I'm at. Uh, you just broke ninety two, didn't you? I just broke ninety. I mean, I just saw two movies this weekend, so I'm at like ninety two, mm-hmm. and I want to watch that Orson Welles movie that's on Netflix this oh, week, so that's go. gonna be ninety three. I'm for sure gonna get over a hundred. Maybe I'll. I'm, I'm projecting one hundred four. 
I forgot. I think I can get to 104. Uh, you're not doing it. Are you doing it? I am you time keeping now track Seriously? of it. I'm at like 15, but I know I've watched okay. more. I just need to go back and You can do that. People them. do that too. They post all the time in the like group. In the very... Like here's like a dump of 20 mm-hmm. movies yeah. I've watched over the last few I months. Mean, I mean, in all reality, for me, like... If, if you can go back and check your cues, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like for me, I've seen most of the movies that you've seen this year. I mean, I haven't seen them all, so I'm, prob- I'm probably in like the 70s. I would imagine because I've seen, obviously of the 90, I think... At least fifty or sixty of them were in theaters. Yeah, and we've seen most of them together. together. Yeah, and you see the few also at home on your own. Yeah, you got. I've missed a couple, so I've got to be yeah, probably my sixties or seventies. If you really you wanted to sit down and do the math, you could figure out and see where I you're could. at. Now, a few weeks ago, I did check. I I looked at where I was at, and I looked at the amount of weeks left, and I counted, and I was like, if I watched a movie a week for the rest of the year. I would fall too short. Ah, there we go. So I did have to like double up. I knew, but I knew I was gonna do it though because of things like this, where Suspiria and exactly. Bohemian Rhapsody and, is out. And tis the season for that too. The you know, these next two months they just overload you with movies. So many goddamn movies. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I am keeping track, obviously, uh, of who people are completed. I think so far already about ten people have completed yeah. the Hundo. Uh, Shouts to Gabe. Who did it the quickest? Yep. He, he did a uh, uh, hundred movies First, in a hundred days. Yeah. Wow. He because his logic was like, I just want to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it done. So he did a hundred movies in a hundred days. Um, Tommy, Tommy Gilligan, Tommy G. Yeah. Tommy G. Over two hundred. This guy, he's got to be just playing him in the background while he works out all the time, which is fine. <laughs> well, he had a knee injury. That's true so too. He, he was laid up for a while. Jiu-jitsu or whatever, yes. and he was laid up, and then he just had surgery, so yes. he's laid up even more. That's very true. Perfect so, time. So what else is he gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, get better, Tommy G. This guy is a little tiny workout machine. Um, did you guys do? Were you part of that class that like Sam was there? Or uh, we had an event that day. Oh, did so, you really? Yeah, we time? had our um, Guardians meetup. Oh, that was. A I think it was meetup? Guardians meetup That's where funny. everyone had to leave straight from there to yeah. come to our event. That's funny. You, you went and saw a movie there. Like it's all work out. Uh, that workout group never happened again. <laughs> notice. Go figure. <laughs> Tommy G wore those ladies out. They're like, we're not doing this again, Tommy. Um, yeah, he is crushing. He's in the two hundos. Yeah. Um, another dude, Eric, who is in our group. I don't know if he listens to the show. How did he get in the group? <laughs> don't know. Who cares? Um, but he's in, he's starting his two hundos. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do a two hundo. Goes good for you. Good for you guys. You mentioned earlier that Bohemian Rhapsody and Suspiria were too long. So Both what is your them. ideal movie length? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like Roger Ebert says, uh, no like great movie is too long. And no bad movies too. Or too short or okay. something like that. You know, something along those lines. So that being said... Um, if I was gonna sit down to watch a movie and it was like about two hours, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm totally fine. You told me this movie's two hours. I'm like, I'm in. Perfect. Yeah. Less than that, ninety minutes. I'm almost suspicious. No, <laughs> is it a comedy? Okay, ninety minutes. No. Cool. Yeah. Uh, is it a thriller or it's a, some sort of horror film? Like, okay, ninety like, minutes. What do you? I guess so. Like it, this could, could work if it's like an epic drama or no something. No fucking way. Like what do you? <laughs> what did you fuck up? There's no way you're just. Or is this? Now. Is this your first movie? Is this your first time <laughs> making a movie? Do you know what movies are, sir? Um. That being said, if like Martin Scorsese makes a movie and it's three hours long, which happens fucking often, we'll see it. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm just gonna look at it as like 
three hours worth of Martin Scorsese, which is, <laughs> I'll take it. At this point, I'll take that. So it is going to be sort of a contextual thing. Okay. Hit me with a sweet spot. Two hours. Is yeah, good. that's about my for a while attention span. I think that is actually, <laughs> to be honest, I think it is because for a while people were saying the perfect blockbuster movie length was two hours and six minutes, and that was being based on the Spider-Man movies, yeah. the Sam Raimi ones were all. About that. About between two hours and four minutes and two hours and six minutes. And then they were all like breaking box office records and stuff. A lot of movies that are very popular are right around just over two hours. But lately, movies have been getting more bloated. They have been. Yeah. Uh, I think it's partly because um, before, your movies had to be, you had to be tighter when you made them Mm -hmm. because you're using film. Film was very expensive. Now it's digital. Digital is cheap as fuck. Mm -hmm. You can run that camera for 12 hours and just shoot, 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 (laughs) shoot, shoot. Uh, you end up with a four-hour cut that then you then whittle down to two and a half hours. And you're like, God damn, these movies are too long. Uh, so I think that people are doing well in their hundos. Yeah. We have, uh, I know, like, Sam, uh, part of the, the Tommy G workout group. She uh, She's at 90, 91. She just broke 90. Yeah. Nice. So she, she's going to finish up soon. Um, I think Cremella just finished. This dude, Alex, who's a friend of Bill's, he has his own podcast, Hercules Dagger, that they do a show every mm-hmm. now and then. Uh, they, uh, he just broke 90, I think, go. or whatever. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of people. That's a lot of people. My goal is when we get to the end of December, I'm going to troll the hashtag. Uh, that's why I wanted people to use the hashtags because there's mm-hmm. also people on Twitter. Troll the hashtag, go through the Facebook group and estimate between all of us how many new movies we watched as a group yeah. because we are over, uh, as a group, over a thousand new movies between all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what that final number is. And then we need to, I still need to whip up some sort of design idea yep. for a t-shirt. I mean, I've done got, that yet? No, I haven't even done that <laughs> yet. Nope. I've got ideas. I just can't do the work. That's fine. We know plenty of people who can do the work if you have the ideas. So we need to figure that out, get the ideas made, and then start placing orders for t-shirts. Nice. And there's some people who did, uh, who have done the hundo who are like, all right, man, you're going to get a shirt. And like, there's shirts involved? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back I to think right. it spread like wildfire. Yeah. You would think so, right? Yeah. So then uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll, I don't know. I've, I've been waffling on doing another hundo for next year, mm-hmm. switching up the concept, just doing a straight up another brand new, I don't know. I'll we'll see. I'm thinking. For a while, I was saying, I ain't doing this again. There's too much goddamn retweeting. <laughs> well, it's a lot of retweeting and regramming, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's still kind of fun. All right. Back to Ron's email. Ron. Ron. Uh, I was having anxiety dreams that I wouldn't make it in time about the Crespo Hundo. Oh, that's funny. Yep. But November and December uh, have many I, movies I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm excited to pimp that shirt and have Jason recognize me in L.A. randomly. Yeah, Jason Dyke. Shout out to another dude. He's at like 105, 110 on Twitter. He's been crushing the hundo. Uh, I saw Nobody's Fool, which is not a Tiffany Haddish film that they have been advertising. Oh, really? It's a rom-com about expectation management. Yes, catfishing. It's only my fourth Tyler Perry film. It was pretty much filled, and a lot of people were laughing at the basic jokes. Okay. But that's the demo he's going for. The gerrymandering of comedy is not a crime, but sometimes I think it should be. Hmm. Also, do you think Denzel can do comedy? No. <laughs> I don't think he can. <laughs> Glad I can support you guys on Patreon. I hope to see a boy boy erased soon, and I'll give you guys my thoughts on that. Yes, please. Crespo Dome Battle. <gasps> Queen Latifah versus Monique. Oh, shit. This is a good one. Thank you, Ron. You are the best. Crespo Dome Battle. Crystal. I don't know. We do these rarely, but we still these, get them we, from listeners. We used to do them a lot. We used to do them a way more back yeah. in the day. This is an old school Crespo so bit. Maybe we should bring it back for, you know, Maybe. for, for post-300 uh, yeah. Crespo so. Queen Latifah versus Monique. First off, they were throwing them in the Crespo Dome. Crystal, 
who would be who is the better actor, and then who would win in a fight? Let's start with acting. Monique, Queen, Queen Latifah, Latifah. Who's the better actor? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Yeah. Right, we got set up. Just by the limited things that I've seen. Fair enough. <laughs> From your empirical evidence, Drew. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna go with Queen Latifah as well. Okay. She I, seems to have more range. Monique always plays her. She just plays she, herself. She does seem to play Monique a lot. Variations no. of Monique. Queen Latifah tries to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. Does more comedy and drama. She seems to be finally Monique. Both comedians. Yes. But movie wise, Monique seems to be doing less comedy. Maybe is that just my perception? Maybe. I'm gonna have to go with the thing that I hate the most: no. the arbiter of art. The Academy Awards. Yes. I hate it. You do. Monique won for, yes, did. for You're Precious. Right. You're right. Not a comedic role. No. I'm going Monique as the best, better actor. Okay. But, he, well, there, but Queen Latifah is... There uh, is empirical evidence. We have empirical evidence <laughs> in terms of awards, but I also think awards yeah. for art is whack. You know, exactly. So Queen Latifah wins that one two to one. Yeah. Who would win in a fight, Monique or Queen Latifah? <sighs> Drew, you start this one. Go. Man. I mean, Queen Latifah's kind of fit. But I think like Monique could take the hits. She's just thicker. She could she, like she could take the hits, and I'm sure it, she's like, lower to the ground too. Yeah, like I don't. Oh man, mm. <laughs> it's fun thinking about them fighting though. Mm. I think it'd be a good fight. I think. You know what? I think Mon- I, I think Monique is secretly a little more gangster inside. <laughs> Queen Latifah has been very has always been very much like. The strong, proud, like not gangster black woman. Sure, like, she's more been, positive. It, she's always in the positive hip hop. Exactly. Um, I think Monique can get a little ghetto and fucking probably just fucking curb stomp her ass. She's gonna get more you empire, know? more power. You like I'm, a, I'm a, okay. All right, so you're going Monique, going in the Monique fight. on the fight. I feel like it might be a draw. I mean, I feel Whoa. like they both would kick each other's asses, and, and then it'd just be done until yeah. they both can't fight anymore, yeah. and they're on the ground just huffing and puffing. I feel like they'd both be bloody and like getting back up. Like nobody would want to stay down. That's fucking wild. You say it'd be a draw because I'm thinking Queen Latifah because she's bigger <laughs> and younger. Yeah, she is. So I thought she would win in a fight. So this, I think this is our first ever Chris draw. Whedon draw. Yeah. Unbelievable! Wow, yeah. I'll take it. I'm sorry. There we go. In this case, two ladies enter. No ladies leave because they're both tired on the yep. ground. They fought each <laughs> they other both beat to the death. the crap out of each other. That is hysterical. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Ron. You're the best, buddy. We appreciate you. Real quick, movie news. I got three stories I'm just going to run through pretty much just the headlines. <laughs> There's a Better Call Saul part-time actor. here about this dude? No. This guy admitted to cutting off his own arm about like 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago when he was younger in a psychotic episode. He cut off his own arm to both fake military like experience and uh to get acting parts what holy fuck and he was Apparently on it worked. he was on better call Saul. he was a character with like a bionic arm he's this white dude wow uh but he he's been living with the secret forever and he can't take it anymore and he's like i am committing career suicide by doing this but it's the truth i'm sorry i cut up my own arm for both fake military uh credentials and to be in stuff must have been eating him alive Oh, maybe he <laughs> ate it. What happened to the <laughs> What would you guys cut off for success? Drew, cut something off now. What goes? As big or as little as you think. What What can you... But your success is going to be proportional to what no, I mean, I know, I know how this... Let's see. What would, what would you cut off to open a successful restaurant? I would... I would cut off something else to open a successful other business. What would you cut off to, what would you cut off to open any o- successful o- business? Opening a successful restaurant, I might as well be cutting off both my legs. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Oh, man. What's um, going? What's going? Um, 
You know what? I kind of like my body. I don't think I'm willing to sacrifice wow. a part of myself. Oh, all right. I don't so think so. You, you'll live in failure, but with a whole body. Yeah. Crystal. I'd cut off my boobs. Wow. I don't need them. I don't want them. They're in the way. Gone. I could be successful. Yeah. You could be successful. That's true. I'll, I'll cut off. What would I cut off? You know, you can do a lot with um, testosterone therapy and nudicles. Yeah. You're right. You need to give yourself a little snip snip. I'm not necessarily snip snip. I'm saying I'm working to remove an entire. This guy lost, cut off his whole arm. No. What would you do for a successful, say, uh, podcasting empire? Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe the boy, the balls gotta go. Like I said, but snip, then snip. I, but then I replace them with nudicles. You could better looking balls. I yeah, know someone that only has one. Some people are born that way. That happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, most famous person with one ball, Bruce Lee. I was about to say. I know. Uh, I actually. Uh, I had a buddy growing up who only had one ball. Also grew up with a buddy who had three. <laughs> little, little less expected. Mm-hmm. The uh, third ball. He had three. The third ball. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did they produce extra testosterone then? Because, I don't know. Because the single ball That's thing, a good question. I, only, I didn't know him. Because he got like, your Tom Green, we Jermaine Armstrongs. We were just kids. Like I, I, know, I didn't know him when, you know... The hormones changed. He very well might have, you know. Who yeah. Knows? Uh, if you only got one ball, it, it, it keeps up for the other one. Yeah. It produces the wow. extra, enough testosterone for the other one. So, yeah, there you go. I don't know about the three then. So, does that mean all three that have to produce less? I don't know. And the body still is just getting the right amount of testosterone that it needs? I don't. I think that's what's happening. Welcome to Testosterone Talk with Jurassic Hogwarts. Take it away. Thank you for listening. All right. That's an episode. Of a show that was great. That is a yeah. proof of concept for mm-hmm. possible. Thanks for listening, guys. Also, in sequel news, Gladiator Two is moving forward. It's gonna <laughs> yes, correct. It's gonna focus. On, yes, Russell Crowe's character died in that movie. It's gonna focus on the the nephew Lucius, who was just a child, just a kid in the first movie. It's twenty years later. It's a whole new Gladiator story, produced and directed by Ridley Scott. He wants to make more Gladiators. <laughs> Drew is very very confused by this one. Not into it. Not into that one. How about this one? Bad Boys for Life. You mean Bad Boys 3? Bad Boys 3, colon, Bad Boys for Life, Crystal. They totally <laughs> fucking screwed that up. The like third 100%. Bad Boys movie is called Bad Boys for Life. It's going to mess everybody up. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's another, the first Purge yeah. situation. <laughs> yep. Is what's going to happen yep. here. Especially when they call the third one like Bad Boys 3D or something. Uh-huh. Man, it's going to be bad. Um, but yeah, Martin Lawrence put on Instagram a picture of him and Will Smith, like in Miami. Oh, and it's nice. a new picture of them. I, I knew we were waiting on Martin for this. We we're no, we were waiting on Will. We were waiting on Will because Will's the one who was working on Suicide Squad two and Aladdin and oh, I forgot about the Aladdin. Aladdin, he's genie yeah. and something else. But Suicide Squad two got delayed even more so as James Gunn's rewriting it, yeah. holding the schedule. Boom, Bad Boys full life. <laughs> <laughs> is the third one that's happening. You guys ready for this? I am. I just wish it was Bad Boys 4. That's all. You know? Title-wise. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bad Boys 2 is one of my most favorite movies because it's pure hate cinema. Oh, yeah. It's uh, It opens with a cross burning. Yes. Uh, dead bodies are thrown out the back of a truck to, to stop cars in yeah. a car chase. It's, it's, it's the most insane... Uh, a guy gets uh, Martin Lawrence gets uh, dosed on on ecstasy yep. and almost ODs and dies for for laughs for laughs for humor. Yes, it's a fucked up movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Michael Shannon's in it. So yeah. And a guy and at the end. And a guy, about, and, and at, a the guy explodes. End, at the end, there are those mines that jump out of the ground and explode in your face. And at the end, a guy <laughs> explodes. Guys, we're gonna wrap this up with a game. All right, it's sort of a game. It's an improv game. This one is called Rants Slash Raves. Okay, so. Are you a rant man or are you a rave baby? You're going to have 30 seconds. I have a timer here. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. And it's up to you. You can use these 30 seconds to rant about something that you're hating 
or you're gonna rave about something that you love. No, I thought you were just gonna hand out ecstasy and we're gonna start. Or you can take the third option where you eat this ecstasy and then we rave. Now you have thirty seconds to do one or the other, and just just so you know, I'm not gonna just completely spring this on you. Here we go. Let me see if I. How do I? Uh, put it in 30 no that's 30 minutes that's way too long <laughs> here we go putting how did that happen I, I used this earlier and worked perfectly fine okay putting 30 seconds on the clock uh, I'll, I'll start just so you guys can get an example alright okay. it's I, a rant or a rave I'm pretty sure I understand this you understand but, uh, but then but here's the thing though you have exactly 30 seconds. If you, and I'm, uh, this is for points. If you go over your 30 seconds, then I'm going to have to ding you some points. And uh, based on what you're ranting or raving about, and uh, I'm going to award you points based on my own personal opinion, whether or not I agree. Yeah. So uh, this is to see who wins. Mm-hmm. The, who wins the entire episode. Yeah. Okay. So here we, we go. We were in competition the whole time, in case you didn't know. <laughs> in, ca- in, case, in case you weren't aware, this is how, this is how it's I happening. forfeit. <laughs> no, you can't. What? You're going to forfeit? No. That's the way this works. No, okay. <laughs> okay, let's see here. I'm going to go to this. And... What? I swear to God. So how many podcast uh, hosts does it take to start a timer for 30 seconds? <laughs> All of them. Okay, here we go. Uh, ranting or raving starting now. 30 seconds on the clock. I am going to rant... Against people on Twitter who respond to joke tweets as if it's uh, a real thing. And then what the real responses? I don't know if it's mansplaining. I don't know if they just need their opinions out there. But guys, it's a joke. It's Twitter. It doesn't matter. Get over yourselves. That's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I do. I'm saying, if I'm joking. I'm not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter. That's right. Follow at Juicy Cogburn. Juicy Cogburn does not give us mansplanations on Twitter. He's the best. I appreciate you. Rant over. Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hey, rant over. Nailed it at exactly 30 seconds. My rant is over. I'm a rant man. Awesome. Who who wants to start this one? Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess we're going to start with Juice Cogburn. You have 30 right. seconds on the clock and go. Oh, I'm going to be raving about Grand Theft Auto. Oh, not Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Old West Red Dead Redemption 2. No. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like, are giving it some flack for mm. it being slow and this, that, the other. But like I said, it's more of an... I think it's more of an experience than a game. I mean, yes, it's a game and there are things to do and accomplish and kill people and it's fun and whatnot, but, you know, take take your time. Hop on a horse and go roam the countryside. Watch the fucking sunrise. It is goddamn beautiful. Cogburn, out. Okay, <laughs> all right. I ended a couple seconds early there. I'm actually going to have to give you half a point for that, for, being, for ending early, but I do like the topic. Okay, Crystal, are you ready? Ready. All right, and the clock is starting now. I am going to rant about people who cannot drive and not cannot merge. If everybody would just merge one car at a time, one from the left lane, one from the right lane, we would all just be on our way. But no, everyone wants to not let the other person in, and it makes for a horrible traffic situation, and we all suffer every single day. Damn it. Too soft. Oh, it's fast. Oh. <sighs> You know what? I'm just gonna take the downgrade. I'm okay. taking the points. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Oh, Thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Oh. Oh. Wait. Oh. Oh no. Oh. oh no. Oh. Chris broke it. Oh my it. god. Oh my god. He broke it. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> let me see. Now. Now. Wow. The, the mergers. It's called the zipper merge. Yes. They I don't. People do not know that shit. Uh, I love. I love the topic. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, so I'm going to give you, let me see, I gave Drew minus half for, for 
being two seconds short. So I I'm, get minus I'm like gonna give three. you. Well, I'm gonna give you plus five for the topic. But uh, yeah, I think I'm minus six for 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 being so short That's on time. That's fair. Uh, which then, uh, let me see. That gives you a score of minus one to Drew's uh, minus half. Drew Zakaiba, you're the winner yeah! of the episode. Well done, Drew. That's unbelievable. Congratulations. I, I really didn't think when he started talking about the mergers, I was like, this is it. This is going to be yeah, the winning. Yeah, this is it. But you finished so early, I couldn't just couldn't let that one go. Thirty seconds is a long time. It is a long time. I thought so too when I started talking about them on Twitterer. Man, like, I should have thought this one out more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost did a minute. <laughs> almost? Full minute? No, no, no. 30 yeah, seconds. Okay. Long. All right, well, there we go. No that's, double time uh, for you, Chris. Right, that's the end of the episode. Drew Sikogma, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you, sir. Mm, I appreciate uh, you. Crystal, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me back. That was a lot of fun. It We're going to have to do it again. You're going to have to have us on your show. Yes, definitely. Both of you. Yes, yes. exactly, well, Drew. What? Scheduling. Drive me. Got a schedule. Uh, <laughs> it's all about the scheduling. All about the scheduling. <laughs> Shout outs to Trey, who uh, Steve Vecchi called Trevor. In episode 301. <laughs> Good job, Steve. <laughs> Swervy and Trevor. He called him Trevor once or twice. Uh, and it's not even close to his real name nope. either, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know his real name. If you want to know his real name, get us uh, 30 Patreons on, just or just subscribe to our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get to the episode one of the member show of the Swervy Jones show, and you can hear it. I know, all the secrets. All the secrets. They give up all the secrets, too, for only two ninety five yep. a month. Yep. Our secrets are 95 if you want to be cool, bro. Be cool, our, bro. Our secrets are cheaper. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yes. We our got secrets. secrets. Are, our, our secrets are cheaper and uh, juicier. Oh, no. Not that kind of juice. And, uh, yeah, yes. Um, yes. I, I don't want that guy. And I'll be honest. I'm paying I'm paying the 295 a month. Yeah. Because so. I'm not that cool. But uh, I do listen to the show. There you go. I'm a fan. All right. So listen to listen to Sorby Jones show. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. People subscribe to their show as well. Uh, well, I mean, as well. You don't even subscribe to my show. Subscribe, subscribe to their show. <laughs> if you're going to subscribe to something, I guess you give it to them. Sure. Hey, I mean, they just did a thing for charity, Drew. Hey. What have we done for charity? Nothing. Nothing. No. I, I'm not really a charitable person. You are not. You don't uh, have to be. You don't have to be. Dude. No. Just to do charity. I am working for a charity, though. People can write me checks mm-hmm. for the, any, just, you know, just write it out to the Coalition for the Assessment, no, a Coalition for the Advancement of Social Harmony. Yep. You can just use the acronym. C-A-S-H. Just write it out there. Write out my check. Send it to me. We're good to go. That's my charity. So, that's the end of the show. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Peace out. PFT Media Production.